0: has been trophy winner. Former walk-on
1: finds Landry. 14 yards and a first down with a minute and a half to go and one timeout. Here he goes. He's great at the line of scrimmage. He knows this offense. Mayfield fires pass is caught at the 35. By well,
0: it is Baker Mayfield the rest of the way after talking to Hugh Jackson at the half. But when I asked him about the performance of his rookie quarterback on that drive, he went three for four for 47 yards. He stopped me and said, did you feel the energy? He said, ball's completed. Ball's thrown into windows. He said, we have to see that in the second half. He said he never doubted the composure of Mayfield taking the field, Joe.
1: What a little different field to this game. What a catch by Rashard Higgins. And a gain of nine. And a spark. Number six came in. Here's one. It is caught by Landry to the one. What a catch. This is unbelievable. First of all, the throw is the only place it can be. That's a great job. Those are the balls that Jarvis Landry, you almost expect him to make them every time because he does it so frequently. Here's one to Callaway out of bounds near the marker for the first down. Good throw, good catch. Good catch in business inside the 16. Darnold airs it out. Downfield pass is picked by Mitchell. Browns are going to win.
2: Welcome to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome to your favorite day (laughs) on the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Now, I'm not afraid to do this. I know a lot of guys in my position are. They get like real staunch in their opinions and then like something flies in the face of it and they kind of like, you know, him-haw and kind of like, ah, eh, well really what I meant and I wasn't really, no, 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 I got it wrong. Had it wrong. Had it dead wrong. Never been happier to be wrong in my entire life. Sam Darnold looked terrible. Baker Mayfield looks like he can win the Super Bowl tomorrow. Baker mania. Dude, here's the thing. I want to be wrong about this. Now I still think Sam Darnold probably ends up a decent pro quarterback. But Baker Mayfield might just be a little bit. Might, might, now let's be fair to what I said. I never said Baker would bust. Never said he wasn't going to be good. Said he was going to about a, a B. Felt like he was a reach at the first number overall pick. He didn't look that way last night though. And that Jets defense, I gotta say, exactly what I was saying yesterday. That Jets defense is pretty good. They're better than people think they are. And Baker Mayfield went out there and did his thing. Now, I think this is we. This might be worse. No, 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 no. Here's the thing: we got to be fair. Can't do it to him today. Can't do it to. Today. No, 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 no. Can't do it. No, to can't do the sacks today. Got to be. fair. We're, we're going to give it a day's rest. Okay. We're, we're, okay. No, here's the thing: it's not forever, and I think that they, I think they have a shot to win next week in Oakland. So here's what we'll do on Victory Monday, which would this would normally be a Monday. They played Thursday, so on vi- the day after a victory, we don't sack them. Okay. How about that? We've waited so long. I won't No, I've always said I would never retire it until you hit the AFC championship game. But maybe what I'll do is I'll give you a little reprieve the day after they win. We'll give you okay. a one-day reprieve of like, you know what? Let's not jump up and down on the boys when they actually get. I mean, dude, they gave Bud Light to the whole goddamn city.
3: I, I, I don't want to anoint them as Super Bowl champions no. as as they've won one game in the past, like, forever. Well,
2: technically, too. They won that Pittsburgh <laughs> oh, game.
3: technically a victory. But you are correct, dude. You are right. And and I want to be fair. Sacks free, then. I want to be
2: fair. And I know my buddy Dustin right now jumping up and down is telling you why he's getting ready for work. Can't do so pumped that that, that, that we're going to be sacks free.
3: Okay. we'll treat him like a real NFL team. We'll play NFL music for him. But, okay. That's
2: fair. When I get it this dead wrong, we can't play the music on how the Browns are the screw ups, right? Okay. Like we got we got I gotta be the screw up. I okay. screwed it up. And here's what we know John Dorsey's better at picking quarterbacks than Dan Stansberry. And thank God for that. I'm in here and he's doing that. So everybody's got their right gig. Everybody's got their I got opinions, I'm wrong, and I'm going the rock station. John Dorsey knows how to pick quarterbacks. You go be a GM. That's how it works. Everybody's got their right job. Baker looked really good, man. He did. But I think it might almost be worse now. And here's why. Whose idea was it to not give this kid reps with the ones? Whose idea was that? Right now, I know you only had to play him because Tyrod got hurt. But let's be honest; they were all grinning on the sideline about the fact that they had to play him.
3: Well, especially after watching that first half of football coming no, out Tyra of Tyrod Taylor. Anemic. That was that was really bad. That wasn't just like, oh, somebody got hurt, and you know he was playing well, but an injury happened. And, and how do you how do you deal with that? I mean, dude, Taylor looked like he was ready to get pulled.
2: Show's packed with this today. Munch at 7. Scott from winningfornextyear.com at 8. And nice. Officer uh, Lamar Sharp will be in studio. That will be 9 o'clock this morning. He's got a movie coming out. Lamar Sharp does, of course, because we put him on the show, and now he's a star. Kidding. Obviously, he's done his own thing now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but back to me being wrong. I still think Sam Darnold's going to be good, but Baker Mayfield's a little bit better than I thought. And if he gets a little bit of coaching, maybe the kid's an A. I kept saying he was a B, B plus, maybe, but dude, this roster is not very good. He came in, dude, with a half a football. Imagine, dude, imagine, dude, if he starts that game, what happens?
3: Oh yeah, the fact that he came in cold and was able to just automatically start throwing darts,
2: dude, was road, very road, road, impressive. Dude, road playoff game, we're going. <laughs>
1: You're eight <adults.
2: laughs> all road playoff game. No, see, here's the thing. It's the perfect storm for me. This is the perfect storm. I went out there. When I would like to put the D all the way out on the line, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And then like, dude, everybody gets to step on it now. And Baker Mayfield's gonna be a world beater. We're gonna win the Super Bowl, and I have to eat these words for the next twenty years of my life. I Which
3: hope. if that's I, I, the, hope. I was gonna say, if that's the I worst hope. thing that happens out of this is that you have to do that, eh, such is life. Um, I just wanna tell everybody and, uh, and, and why and well, are you gonna do it? Because it needs to be said. That's why. Is that like Calm down, guys. Like, don't get me wrong. Feel good. Celebrate this, dude. I'm wearing my Tim Couch jersey, dude. Wear yeah, the you orange are. Tim Couch jersey. You 90 are. 99 this boy's coming from. Yeah. But 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 it's 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 not time to start to crown the championship yet. It's no, not. It's I would not. agree
2: with that. And here's the other thing. Like, I think Hugh's got a better chance to be fired now. I mean, dude, you were like, you weren't even giving him reps? Like you weren't repping him? Like he's the backup. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so, dude, like, legitimately, what we know now is Baker Mayfield outperformed his coaching last night because he wasn't even totally prepared to go into that game.
3: I think it's probably safe to say that that's how vast majority of teams work: is that you know your ones primarily stay with your ones. I don't know what the ratio is. Is every nine plays does does the backup get a play? I don't know. So I
2: don't want to go overboard on that either. I don't know.
3: So, and, and with this being said, like. Dude, it was electrifying last night. There's no question about it. As soon as six hit the field, you just felt it. But like he will come back down to earth, and that's where like you're. It's your rookie year. Like you, like Sam Darnold had a great first
2: game. Oh, Pat Mahomes is going to come down to and earth, and then too. you're
3: going to come back down to earth. And that's where you really prove it to me. That's where I like you can see it because there was a little bit of me that thought last night there was a little bit of like you ever been in a situation where you were. You didn't, you didn't understand what was going on around therefore Therefore it was too big for you to yes. be afraid Like oh my god how, how am I sleeping with a chick this hot I don't even know what I'm doing And well, you knock it out of the park
2: Well youth will do that Because sometimes youth can be so cocky It doesn't know what it's, the environment it's in for sure But dude Baker Mayfield, like He's got the I, I tweeted this last night I don't know what it'll end up being I don't Let's be honest I probably shouldn't grade quarterbacks I'm going to do it because I'm going to speculate I think it makes the show more fun But at the end of the day, like, he does have that X Factor thing. Like, that thing that you can't quite, like, that thing that you and I both kind of have for this. Baker Mayfield's kind of, probably more. He kind of has it at that. He kind of
3: does. We've talked about winners in the past, and there's certainly something to be said there. But having that X Factor is a little bit different because Colt McCoy was a winner in college, but didn't have the X Factor. No.
2: And And Baker, dude, like, this is what I'll say about Baker Mayfield. He's one of those quarterbacks that already you can kind of tell the team kind of wants to work hard for him. And that tells you everything you need to know. So that's why, dude, six foot, undersized, doesn't have the powerful arm, all that stuff I was saying yesterday. I think if they, if, dude, if the players want to die for him, it cancels all that out. I dude, I want to be dude. I, I, what I don't want to be guilty of is coming back in here and going, Oh, I screwed it up, and then Sam Darnold goes for 700 yards next week, right. and Baker Mayfield like breaks his leg and never plays ever again.
3: That's that's part of the problem, is we live in this moment now of everything is as big as it's ever been. The the right. We are we are we're 100 yeah. percent all in on everything. Where dude, these guys are rookie quarterbacks and their careers still have a lot, a lot of snaps in front of them. Um but last night, dude, there was no question about it you were wrong. Like no question. Long, wrong. I, yeah,
2: it just you it, we were. Dude, couldn't have been any more wrong. Sam Darnold, look, honestly, looked like an elementary school quarterback out there, and Baker Mayfield looked—you uh, know what? He looked like Drew Brees.
3: Now I, I, I will credit. I will credit um, the Browns defensive line. They were up in Sam Darnold's face all game yesterday. I felt like I felt like they did a great job at that. But it's they not did. like it's not like Baker Mayfield didn't have his own challenges in front of him. I mean, dude, how many times did the offensive line like crap something out? And it was like, damn, dude, look at Baker making something happen over there. So you, you, you're dealt the cards. You're dealt, and 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 he won, man. There's just there was no doubt who the better quarterback was last night.
2: When I saw Jarvis, and this is before Baker came into the game, when I saw, I believe it was anyway, when I saw Jarvis turn back around, make that grab and like try to like put the ball towards that, the, the first down marker and he makes it, I actually tweeted out, I said, that grab for this squad tells you everything you need to know about Jarvis Landry. That man is about his business. Baker may, dude, don't get me wrong. I know we've been quarterback deficient at this team for 20 years. And so, yes, it's very exciting that to, to look out there and go, man, we might have our guy. But Jarvis Landry, I think, is a huge deal for this team. I really do. Guys like that, dude, that stuff, it just, like, negativity will roll downhill. Positivity can be pushed uphill. And I feel like that's a very, I don't want to undersell that. I, so this morning as I'm waking up and I'm wrong and I got Browns mania, I didn't wear any of the gear, but I, I got Browns mania. I now want to go to the Hall of Fame when we're done. And it's like, what do I do? Do I get a Baker jersey or do I get a Landry jersey? Like, what do you do? phantom like what's the call like do do i wait because we know landry's pretty good was already pretty good with the dolphins been pretty good here already pretty good player but like we don't know what baker's going we saw a little but we don't know for sure so do you take the risk on the jersey or no
3: um the thing i'll say about it is i'll always have a soft spot in my heart for the adopted son in the sense of all right man you went out there you created your career and then we took you on as a free agent or through a trade or whatever but like Guys you draft are the guys you draft. So there's a little bit of me that says Baker all the way right there. Like, he's been a Brown since day one, and hopefully, hopefully, hopefully that jersey will end up being used again in Canton as he's coming down Cleveland Avenue and oh. I had a Corvette, everyone screaming, Baker, Baker,
2: Baker! Nothing would make me happier to be wrong about that because I actually did go all the way out on the limb and say that, that he would not be a Hall of Famer. I did go all the way out on the limb and say that.
3: <laughs> dude, that's still pretty lofty. I mean, like, that's, if you're taking Hall of Famer, the, you know what I mean? There's a lot of space there. No,
2: dude, I got a Twitter <laughs> account. I you know how it works. I say he's a Hall of Famer. They put him in tomorrow. That's how Twitter <laughs> works, right? Whatever I say, I get. God, I was wrong. No sacks. Dustin, our buddy, already on me, <laughs> says, I'm not saying Darnold's a bum, but Baker's better than Darnold. Are you ready to go there, Phantom?
3: Last night he was, but I mean, that doesn't, that last night, that's what I'll say, is last night he was.
2: I don't know now, because I don't know what to believe. Both offensive lines are so bad, I don't know how you how you judge it, but I'm worried I was I was wrong enough that I have to eat the words happy about it because, I, you know what I mean? I'm a Browns fan. I want Baker Mayfield to be (sighs) great. Of course, dude. Of course they draft a quarterback (laughs) that looks like, you know what I mean, Link from Zelda, you know what I mean, at his size, and he's going to be a world beater, you know what I mean, and I get it wrong. Everybody was like, so what are you going to say now? And it's like, guys, you don't understand. The Browns won. You're all in a good mood and I was wrong. This is the easiest <laughs> goddamn show I'll ever have to do in my life. I'm not afraid to be wrong. Cause I'm not afraid to come in here and be like, yeah, screwed it up. I know most guys have their ego and their pride and all that stuff. I never get dude, I of course I get stuff wrong. I'm a human being. I'm still going to go out there Monday and make strong predictions. I'm going to be right about some. I'm going to be wrong about some. But, like, these people who were in my DMs last night, like, like I'm going to run from this. It's like, dude, do you not listen close enough every day? I'm so not the I'm going to run from it guy. I'm happy to be wrong. Baker Mayfield. Welcome to Cleveland, bro. I was wrong. You're, you might be an A. (laughs) Under Hugh Jackson, even. Jesus. God. Yeah, Baker, dude. I gotta tell you, it's the Baker jersey. It's happening. I can't believe it, but Baker Mayfield, proving me wrong. More Stansbury Show right around the corner. You guys hang on. Dan Stansberry. And
4: his boy, wonder Matt Fantone. At last two heroes. The Stansbury Show.
2: nine. Welcome back to The Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. Is that what it is? That's there we it. go. There That's we go. the website. Check it out. I'm just... All I'm thinking about is all I have to say is I'm wrong all day. I'm not, I'm not worried about the name of the radio station or anything else. I'm just wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. Got it wrong. So Tyrod Taylor knocked out of the game with a concussion. So does that mean if, if the concussion protocol is you do not play the follow, the, the game next, right? that you kind of like they kind of make sure they kind of sit you down now i know it's like 10 days so is that going to be a difference maybe
3: i don't know what the timetable is there i don't know if it's the next game or if it's in a certain amount of days i don't know what the i would assume that if you can pass the test with within a certain amount of time they're just going to be like go out there but i I would think
2: i I would think because and that's what i want to address here because you know facebook live First break, me being wrong. It's pretty much the I'm wrong show all day today. We won't sack the Browns either. This is the decision we've made. Um, that on Victory Monday, Victory Friday, if they, well, they won't play another Thursday night game, I don't believe this year. So, like, you know, on Victory, you know, Victory Monday, if you get one of those, we won't sack them. Uh, I'm. I believe they still deserve it <laughs> until until we have like a winning culture. But on Victory Monday, I don't want to jump up and down on
3: them. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think if they could, in my opinion, like get up to like all right, you're six game or your you're, you know two or three games over five hundred, maybe then you're talking about something. But at the end of the day, yes, this team has won one game in the past like two years, so, so they kind of still deserve yeah, it. We but, all
2: got breathed, but I don't want to jump up and down on them when they win. When I was this wrong and they prove me that wrong and they win, it would be honestly it would be a little unfair and almost disrespectful to like sax them while i have to come in here and eat as much crow as i did uh and do um so but cameron johnson who wrote in says dude let him sit talking baker mayfield let him sit still there are still people who want him to still sit now here's the thing if Tyrod taylor doesn't go next week and baker mayfield goes into oakland and he wins you can never sit him ever again like sorry we're here now like the pace is out of the two. like you know what I mean? You're not going to win anything in this year anyway. Yeah, I know, but like, it's the players who you got to worry about. You know what I mean? Like, you let your players drive the Ferrari and now all of a sudden you want them to put the car cover back on it? I don't think it works like that. I don't think it does. Yeah,
3: you've at this point. No matter what happens, I don't think you can go back, and 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 that's not necessarily fair. So you're with Baker next week, and from the season from here on out. If I'm the head coach of the Cleveland Browns, I probably wouldn't have even played Baker Mayfield last night, but. At this point, it's happened. You've you you've you've gone too far. Like you said, you can't put that, that that pace back in the tube there. Can't really. So unless and the only way that this could happen is if Baker Mayfield goes out there and considerably regresses next week, and for the next two to three weeks after that keeps crapping the bed, then maybe you do something. But if if, if last night's any indicator, I, I don't see how I don't see how you can do that.
2: I don't want to be I don't want to be guilty of, of too much of an emotional swing. But is the kid maybe too good for like a crap the bed thing? No. Like no, can no, he no, can no. he well what I'm saying can can he escape enough trouble and like make enough plays that break down to where it's like he's not well I mean Russell Wilson's pretty damn good and he's Kind of, I mean, dude, he doesn't have the playmakers around him, and he's kind of struggling right now.
3: And, and, and you would have said if I would have asked you that same thing about Sam Darnold after Week One, you'd been like, "No way, the guy could crap the bed. Look at what he just did." So no, these dudes are rookies. You have that. You you always have the potential to regress just based on the fact of you haven't been there long enough, dude. I mean, I, I think guys who have been in who who have been in, in pro sports their entire lives have that all of a sudden, like, what? Wait, what's happening? Why am I not doing this right? And 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 especially, dude, if it's your first year, there's no question that can happen.
2: I mean, I hate to admit it, but the kid looked like a number one pick. I mean, he did. I, I mean, I can't believe that. Because I thought he was going to be good. I didn't think he was a bust. I thought he was going to be serviceable, pretty good. One of those, like, you know what I mean? A solid B in the league 10, 12 years, but like not like great. But he's got that magic stuff. He does, like that magic thing where it's like, you got to watch it because he might be able to make the play. And you can't take your eyes off of it. And... Honestly, if he's can't take your eyes off the TV, I mean even that's number 1 pickville, right?
3: For the Browns it certainly is just something to draw interest to the brand. I wonder how much tickets prices changed from yesterday prior to kickoff in Baker Mayfield and and post, you know what I'm saying, what they're selling for today, I would assume there's been a huge swing in ticket price. I don't I, know.
2: I'll guess and say 25%. I
3: would, I would have to assume there's... Somewhere
2: right there, and, I bet.
3: And, and dude, that, you're right. That alone is worth, like, that's, that's a lot for a team, especially a team that's been so bad for so long. Just to have that interest, just to have, hey, we'll buy tickets and come to see this, yeah, that's worth a lot.
2: You know how many times we've seen the Browns over the last few years? well not that many over the last couple of years, but like even over the last decade, like like back in the games and kinda like, well, a little lucky and ah, what a long kick or right. whatever. Baker Mayfield comes in down, down, down two touchdowns. Takes the takes the ball and like the It's like it's unbelievable. Now it should be pointed out defense made a big stand at the end. Gotta love that. As tired as they had to be. And here's the thing we haven't discussed yet all morning. And I don't know if this will happen. I'm praying that it will not. But how sad is it going to be when we have to Khalil Mack, Miles Garrett, and kind of wave goodbye because we don't want to pay him. Like, dude, Miles Garrett is so good, like so good that I worry that's what's going to happen with him. Like, dude, that's just, he's going to be so expensive and that by then, our offensive side of the ball is going to be expensive, that we're going to have to make the decision, and we're going to have to let Miles Garrett go. And dude, I'm already there where I'm like, oh my god, that's going to suck.
3: I think so many teams have had to do that recently in, in, in Oakland, and I know Detroit, when Donkey Kong Sue left, it was kind of in the same world there. Of It's like, well, we just can't afford the guy. I think you can't overemphasize how important a pass rusher is in today's NFL. And I mean, like... You know, I was a little frustrated with Garrett last week, but looking back on it, and especially watching last night's game, part of that frustration comes from they plan for him so much it just opens up opportunities for other dudes. I mean, if you're if you're down in that trench with Miles Garrett and and, and and there's two guys on him every play, sometimes a third dude getting a hand on him, playing on the other side of the ball, or, dude, yeah. right? How how is that not if you're Joe oh. Schobert, How are you not looking back there Loving as a linebacker, us. like, dude? I'll get on every tackle. Thanks, then. buddy. Right. Thanks. right. Buddy. So, so I mean, hopefully, and hopefully, fingers crossed. That's not a bridge we have to cross anytime soon. But no, I didn't want to go down
2: too down on the field and start worrying. But I, dude, I was watching Miles make plays last night. I'm like, oh my god, he's Khalil Mack. Like, that's who he is. Like, he's kind of that well, I don't know. Let's not go too crazy. But, like, he's pretty goddamn good, Miles Garrett is. And it's like, man, he's going to be so much money.
3: And, one, he's not at his ceiling. Like, that's no. the thing. I mean, that's you just have to remember this dude has development in front of him still. So, it is, the sky's the limit.
2: Say what, we, I mean, dude, Greg Williams, I mean, dude, that defense isn't bad. They looked a little, a little sluggish early, and it's because they were on the field so much. Man, I just, how can you look like that much of a different team behind... I mean I just I would I wouldn't have thought there would have been that much difference in the play between Baker Mayfield and Tyrod Taylor this early. But like that line didn't get better. Baker just made plays happen. Man I got to tell you, if that kid was three inches bigger, he probably would have been... I mean, dude, honestly, teams would have been probably trying to like, trade up to get him. He was always accurate in college, which should be fair to the conversation. I think he was something like 69% or something like that, 66 something. He had a good you know, 70, I think it was, completion percentage in college. That means something. It really does. It means something. Especially in a league that's going bubble screen, throw to the backs, and like that kind of thing, slot receiver kind of thing game. You know what I mean? He might be... Oh, my God. I can't believe I got to eat these words for 20 years. Baker Mayfield, Hall of Famer. Fans, I'm saying it. I'm saying it. He's a Hall of Famer. Just called out. All right. He's a Hall of Famer. Down. We're going to a road playoff game. Baker Mayfield's a Hall of Famer. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm wrong about everything. God, thank God it's Friday. More Stansberry shows right around the corner, and we'll talk to Munch about all this. That coming up at seven o'clock on Rock
4: 106.9, the Stansbury Show, Kent's Rock Station, Rock 10106.9.
2: Well, welcome back to the I'm Wrong Show. John Dorsey had himself a little bit of a draft. Baker Mayfield looking pretty good last night. Got that one wrong. I wanted to make a Fitzpatrick. He took Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward's been pretty good all three games, actually. That kid's looking real solid. Now, I know he didn't draft Jarvis, but made the decision to go out there, kind of make that thing happen. Now, I was high on Dorsey when we first did that, thank God. We're you know what I, I I you know, let's take a little Browns break. We got munch coming up, we got Scott at eight. Let's take a little bit of a break. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Friday, a lot of you probably want to have the sex later this evening. And uh, we, we've we seen this where guys will try to, uh, oh no, oh no, let me think about softball. Oh my God, Roseanne naked, something. To, okay. like, you, you just trying not to get there, right? It doesn't work. Now doctors are saying, look, distracting yourself to avoid pulling the trigger, it doesn't work. Uh, what they're saying here is, Premature ejaculating that in that manner, it's a matter of your anxiety, not how aroused you are. So it's not about like, oh my God, I'm just too amped up and that's why this is going to happen. It's that you're worried you're going to do this. And so like a snowball going down a hill, it starts in something you could put in your hand and then it turns into something that can barrel through your house. And so like, there's no putting it back in the tube like that. And so it's really about you being, I guess, anxious is what they're saying.
3: I guess to me it's um guys are going to run into this problem of course when they have this mindset of it's going to happen just like anything else it's a self-fulfilling prophecy where you get it caught up in your mind and and you're and you're telling the story before it's been told I just would think that somewhere along the line, distracting yourself would help. I I would think
2: they say occupying your brain with sexual thoughts relaxes you and reduces your anxiety. So maybe actually going all the way into what it is you're doing mentally might help you more. Okay. I don't know about that.
3: Uh, That doesn't sound logical to me, but okay, okay. If this is what this scientist says.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's degrees there. (laughs) You know what I mean? I don't even know what letters of the alphabet P-H and D are. Like, I don't even know what their numbers, you know what I mean? So I don't know. But that doesn't seem like, I mean, I can tell you from personal experience, just the other, I mean, that didn't, I was like, ah, let's, let's let's maybe not think about that right now. I,
3: I think more than anything, it's not so much like, hey, start thinking baseball, like start trying to, or start trying to divide fractions or start trying to do something like that. It's, you know, when that feeling comes, when that tickle happens and you're like, okay, we're getting close here. This is almost time know when to pull that handbrake, know when to switch into something else, know when to, because let's be real, what's the number one thing that women complain about all the time is you don't spend enough time doing other things. This is the perfect opportunity for you to make that ground back up.
2: Change of position, maybe even start doing something else. Yes, I I, I would agree with that.
3: And if this is a con- like a problem on a regular basis for you, if this is something that's happening, you know, frequently or most times that you're having sex, know that And know how much more important the buildup is at that point, because if you're gonna
2: get her to the point where she can't take it anymore, and then go into that,
3: if if you're gonna be three minutes, you know, start to finish when it comes to actual penetration time, it's like, well, then, dude, you've got to, you've got to, you know, be able to game plan for that. You've got to be able to draw the roadmap to her orgasm without that. That essentially to you is the is the cherry on top. So I think this could be healthy for our relationship.
2: So now I have a, so now I have some information from a female. PhD, All who right. says, really what you should do is not be afraid about the fact that you're going to let us down, but with, like kind of get, like, you know, you do that intimate talking while you're having sex with your partner and say, you're so hot, we need to slow this down a little bit. Or say something along that line. It's like, make it, take the negative that you're worried about and turn it into her positive. She needs
3: to own a part of this street, too, if this is Whoa. your partner. Now, if this is a one-night... Hey,
2: that's too tight. What'd you do? You gotta get out there. Start <laughs> passing that thing around a little bit more.
3: If this is a one-night stand, I guess it is what it is. But if this is your partner, um, number one, she should recognize that, hey, this is not only a problem for her, the person having the orgasm, or trying to, you know, have an orgasm with you, but you, the guy who's who's under-delivering, or what feels like it is. So there is gonna have to be some ego stroke there. There is gonna have to be some, like, understanding, and, and, and hopefully she'll buy into the lie of, like, Oh, I don't know. You're just so hot. I gotta slow it down. Like, at least lie to me.
2: Well, see, the thing about blanket statements like that is, is, like, yeah, there are women listening right now who go, yeah, you should do that, and there are other women like rolling their eyes, like I don't, don't sell me any BS lines. You know what I mean? <laughs> Call your friend in here. Maybe he could do it. You know what I mean? But this is now a tag team match. You know what I mean? Send in the ultimate warrior. Just snook is not getting it done. <laughs> Why did I go to wrestling? I don't even know about wrestling. What the hell am I doing? God, see, when I go wrong and I just don't have things right, my whole brain just gets screwed up. Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports. Normally on Fox Sports 1350 every afternoon at 3. He's on the Stansberry Show next.
4: Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best
2: morning ever.
4: Rock 106.9.
2: Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9 We're online for you at wrqk.com Still to come is Scott from winningfornextyear.com. Talk to him at 8. Officer Lamar Sharp in studio at 9 o'clock. We'll do that But I, uh, I didn't want to save the best for last. I wanted the best first <laughs> And I could not wait to have this conversation last night Mark Munch Bishop. Normally you can hear him Fox Sports 1350 every afternoon at 3 o'clock everywhere for free on the free iHeartRadio app. Nice enough to join us every Friday morning 7 o'clock. Munch I, uh, I got to be honest with you. I called this whole thing wrong. I was worried the Browns overreached on Baker Mayfield and skipped over Sam Darnold. I was a Sam guy. I still think Sam's probably going to be pretty good, but I was a little bit wrong on Baker. I had him at a B. He, The kid might be an A. He might be. As a matter of fact, honestly, in the first half of that game last night, Munch, I said, when does Coors Light go, you know what? We're doing loser fridges. And we're, to, <laughs> you know what I mean? We're giving out beer every week until the Browns win. And, I, and then, sure enough, you put the kid in. He comes in at the halftime, and they're a completely different team. Team. So, Munch, let me just ask you flat out: Is Baker Mayfield the real deal?
5: Baker Mayfield is the real deal, deal Dan. And here's the one thing I want to I hit it. you with: Again, I don't know a lot. Okay, what is the song? Don't know a lot about geometry. I know a lot about history. Yes. But the bottom line is, and, and, and I, I went kind of on it with someone last night uh, in the media, actually on my show. Well, you know, Sam Donald threw for this and that against the Buckeyes. You know what? I don't care if Sam Donald threw. For a thousand yards against the Buckeyes, he put seven points on the board. Okay, Danny, nothing about your evaluation there, but it was wrong. Sam is going to be a decent quarterback. He'll be a good quarterback. He was bad last night. He was, he was bad was last real night. Real bad. He was bad you know, last night. Their, his offensive line handled our defense for the most part. I wasn't sure that. And at Fantone, we went at this. I wasn't sure if Miles Gear was Miles Gear was even in the game for uh, most of it. But the bottom line is, is that. Baker Mayfield with the grit, determination, and the gun. And something else, here's what's crazy. Everything, too, about Tyrod, and it wasn't disparaging. It was facts that I told everyone about. It was like, no, you just hate him. No, I don't hate anybody. Very few people, you know. But if you see the game, you saw the game, and even today, you know me with stats. I shrug my shoulder at him sometimes. But Tyrod Taylor never looks to the middle of the field. No. Never right. throws to the middle of the field. Baker did. But yeah, Baker's a real deal. He's got the gun, he's got the arm. And hey guys, I know it's the probes. I know it's the NFL. I just love seeing him hopping around like a kid having fun yesterday. And that's what you have to do in that game because you're gonna get the achievers beaten out of you. Is it serious? Yeah, it's very serious. Are there, you know, is there a scoreboard? Yeah, there's a scoreboard. But you're gonna love this kid.
2: I think the thing about Baker Mayfield, and this word's overused now, um, but the kid's got swag. He does, and he just has it in spades, man. Like, honestly, when he first got drafted, it almost came off cocky. But there is. There's a confidence in Baker because he's done it a couple of times now. The walk-on thing, that whole thing. Now he comes in, and he delivers a win to a franchise who needed it more than any other sports franchise out there, at least right now and he just kind of does and i i thought they reached for him at number 1 i thought he was going to be available a little later in the draft but it doesn't matter now if he ends up being great then it doesn't matter and uh, you know what i mean then you got your guy I just there's I don't want to be guilty of like coming in now the you know and be like I screwed it all up and then he comes back down to earth and all of a sudden now it's like here we go again but he does kind of have that thing where players want to play for him you can tell that that was the most obvious thing I saw last night is they just look different because I think players were just like exhaling like thank God we're gonna put the see I was worried much what was gonna happen is Sam was gonna light it up. And the players have seen Baker in practice and know he's not ready. And we're going to go. Oh my God, we screwed this up. But in reality, it was the complete opposite thing. As soon as they put Baker in, that team just went, "Okay, now we got our guy. Let's go do stuff." So, I mean, do we fire Hugh for not giving him reps with the ones? Like what? Like because I, I think this was almost worked. Like they didn't know he was this much better. Like so, who's who's to blame now?
5: Well, number one, you know, take a step back. Is that Baker was confident. When you had Johnny Donkey come on stage, he was shocked. There's a difference there. Number two, coaches have tried the college approach before with guys. You know the name Lou Holtz, the great college coach. When he went to the Jets, he wanted to get like a Jets fight song to have them sing. And the guys looked at him like, you're freaking nuts, okay? We don't do that. But Baker yesterday, before he came in, right then, on the sidelines watching him, he looked like a kid in high school. Pat and all his on the back. He went to Harrison, his left tackle, put his arm around him, started talking to him, almost said, hey, you know, I love you, man. Let's go get him, that kind of thing. And I've got to mention this too on Donald, uh, Danny, is that he, he good good kid with a head on his shoulders. He said he was not coming in for vengeance. Of course he was not. However, you don't think he wanted to show the Browns, hey, I should have been number one. Yes, of course you he did. He did not show him that. Now, going back to Hugh, here's the thing. If Hugh was... He's a decent guy, okay? I still can't get over. He brought out Bryles in the camp. However, coach-wise, was this a Dorsey mandate? Because you look at Kansas City, Mahomes lighting it up two games into this season. He had Mahomes sit all last year behind Alex Smith. So I'm not quite sure if it was a huge mandate or not. However, as that coach, and it's supposed to be even Hugh and Darcy because Jimmy's at the top. Right. He could have demanded, "Hey, this kid's a real deal. I am not going to go through a freaking winless season and lose my job again, or you know lose my job and go to two and fourteen again." So not quite sure about that. But Hugh needed to speak up. And Hugh needed to, if he couldn't see that Baker was far superior than Bang. Some people are still calling for his head
3: yeah at the end of the day however they came to the conclusion the conclusion came to that Baker Mayfield is the guy and whether it took six weeks two weeks or whatever I think it's safe to say that we cannot put that pace back into the tube one of the things that I noticed last night um, obviously you have two different quarterbacks playing two different halves of football they're going to look different but to me it seemed like the playbook opened up in the second half and that Todd Haley was a little bit more ballsy a little bit more willing to do things which seems counterproductive as you have a guy making his NFL debut what was what was the logic behind that decision was it just a mastery of of the playbook that Baker has or was it just something that I noticed
5: you know what Matt you hit it on the head it's not even a mastery although Baker's been oh guess what guys he's been studying he's been studying and saying this since day one hasn't been going out he's been studying but here's the thing Tyrod Taylor is so limited what is the main thing that he wants to do He'd run every play if you would let him. And that's why the playbook looks so different, okay? There are times, I think, Todd Haley put in plays where he could not run to keep him from running. And, And I'm glad you said that, too, Matt, because you know what? The first half of football yesterday, until the Browns went down and got the field goal, that was as. Bad of any football that I've seen over the since Haslam has taken over this team, and we've seen some bad, bad football. I mean, I thought it was going to be the French Revolution, a riot in Cleveland Brown Stadium. The football (laughs) was so bad, but little by little, the team came back, the crowd came back, and the honor came back. Guys, I got to get this out too. And Danny, you'll you'll attest to this. No one is a bigger Ohio State Hawk, Homer, and Shill than I am. That's true. Buckeye fans, you sound and look like idiots. You look and sound like morons when you go. Well, I still don't like Baker for planting the flag. Guess oh, what? Stop there it. was one thing. Yeah, stop one it. thing they needed to do to stop him from doing that. Win. When. A- breaking game. Not the, that's nonsense when they say that.
2: Yeah, dude, honestly, I love the Bucks. I do, I do, but their fans suck. Honestly. I know they do. Dude, the Bucs fans are so <laughs> obnoxious and self-entitled and just, expect. you know why? It's because they've treated the Buckeyes like a pro franchise forever because they haven't had a pro franchise. Dude, get over it. He's now a brown. Yeah, it kind of happened, but I mean, what? I didn't mind the, the planning of the flag when he did it. I didn't mind it then. I was I I like, the kid's kind of cocky. But he did it. He went in, slayed the dragon, and that's what's going to happen. You're going to have him celebrate. I need to ask you this question. Yeah,
5: buck. it off. Yeah, not, you I mean, Buckeye fans, really, yeah, buck, you're, 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 you're perpetuating your image of being fools.
2: Exactly right. Exactly right. The, the, what a whiny, crybaby mentality out of Buck fans. I totally and
4: agree. And
5: I'm not one of them. <laughs> but I, I treasure it when I saw that kid running around Ohio Stadium. I'm like, you know what? All we needed to do was beat him we didn't so we've got to pay the price
2: exactly a lot of people man are doubting you know i was a baker doubter and a lot of people have been and he gets keep just keeps proving people wrong and here's what i do know about nfl quarterbacks that i gotta prove it to you is do tom brady still got the i gotta prove it to you five Super Bowls, still has it you can just kind of tell and if baker has that that's the makings for good stuff so let me ask you this question you're going into a perfect game next week are the Browns back-to-back winners next week at Oakland for the first time in I don't know what's got to be 20 years. I don't I have no idea when the last time they won two in a row is.
5: Wait, a touch good right now going into this weekend is 0 2. I would rather have him win a game. You're saying much. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it does cuz he's got a great quarterback, okay? Uh, he, he split he broke his defense up though by not paying Khalil Mack. It could be interesting and after that you come home You want to beat the Ravens in uh, the worst of ways. Guys, something else I'm going to get off my chest. Denzel Ward. Now, he's a Buckeye. Played a great game yesterday stripping. Something else I can't tolerate because I've gotten rid of his college roots, and I'm talking about Jabril Peppers, okay? Number one, when you return a punt, you go north and south, not east and west. And number two, I don't know if you saw this, is that he was talking smack to Darren Lee, who's a Buckeye of – Uh, For the Jets, whenever he mentions Denzel Ward, he goes for other school. Well, guess what, Jabril? When you played Ohio State, you became Harry Houdini. You disappeared. You're supposed to be this big, tough player. You know what I mean? Just shut your mouth. Stay off the top of the bench with the crowd. Because you did nothing to help that team win the game yesterday. Now I feel better.
3: (laughs) Get it off your chest, Mudge. You know, I feel like Jabril I gotta tell Pre- it like it is, guys.
2: Yeah, Munch, I feel like I feel like Peppers is gonna be your Baker though. I feel like come Super Bowl Sunday, not this year obviously, but Jabril's gonna like, I don't know, pick six in the Super Bowl, Browns win, and you and I have to come in here and go, Yeah, Baker's pretty good. Jabril hey, Danny, is pretty
5: good. Thing is this though. He's a first round draft choice, right? Draft yes. pick. Yes. First rounders are supposed to make an impact the first year they play. Well, he's what, uh, 19 games in. Have you made an impact yet? (laughs)
6: All right. Fair enough. All right. fair enough.
2: You know what you're talking about, man. That's why we have you on every Friday at seven. And that's why Fox Sports 1350 puts Mark Munch Bishop Munch on Ohio sports every day at 3 p.m. And you can also catch him on the iHeartRadio app, of course, because we shill all of our products via the iHeartRadio app. Honestly, we're we're even me. We're just relentless about it. You take this app and you listen to it all. Mark Munch (laughs) Bishop, buddy. Thank you so much. You know, I love you. We'll talk to you again next Friday, buddy.
5: Much love back, and I'm gonna go to sleep now. Okay. All right.
2: Have a great weekend, man. Jesus, I was almost worried about your boy's heart last night. You know what I mean? Like much, much just just corned beef. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Just sitting there, mustard. Donna in the kitchen with the paddles, making sure she has to like bring him back to life. When the Browns win, I don't know, dude. That guy, I don't know if he can handle it. I don't know if he's gonna be able to handle it. More Sansbury shows right around the corner. You guys, stick around.
4: The Sansbury Show. I have got.
6: Gideon on this. Rock 1069. Hello, everybody. You're looking live at Fansville, a college football utopia. Fansville. Where the rivers flow with ice cold Dr. Pepper. Delicious. Where the yards are lined with chalk, and the homes are filled with framed photos of your head coach. Above the mantle. A place where you can wear a jersey to a job interview. Bold. And you get that job because the boss was wearing the same jersey. Touchdown. Where the coolers are filled with Dr. Pepper. And so are the fridges, glove compartments, and pretty much any place you can think of. So much Dr. Pepper. Get a taste of Fansville this fall during a college football game near you. Dr. Pepper. The official drink of Fansville. Grab some today.
4: Some game day cravings can't be denied Stock up on your favorite Dr. Pepper products today At your neighborhood Giant Eagle Hashtag official drink of fans Dr. Pepper, the one you crave 106.9 Welcome
2: back to the Sandsbury Show We're on Rock 106.9 Officer Lamar Sharp in studio 9 o'clock's got a new movie coming out Man, that guy He's just got it going in the right direction right now Officer Lamar Sharp He's bringing a couple of friends in with him too We'll talk to him about what's going on with that Coming up at 9 o'clock you see this a lot via social media. This company will pay you to do this. right? Travel and be a photographer. Take photos. Get paid $10,000 a minute. Like, There's always those jobs where you're like, man, I'm in the wrong line of work. And like, oh, if I
3: just fill out this application, this city will totally hire me to come be a ninja and pay me $100,000 a year. Yeah, that's what they're
2: going to do. Next thing you know, you're on House Hunters. Right, dude. <laughs> Next thing you know. <laughs> come on. There you go. Come on. But you always see these, right? And as a guy, I got a pretty good job. So I don't spend a lot of time... Thinking about, man, if I could do this or I wish I could do. I'm pretty lucky. I do exactly what I want to be doing. Now, somebody's got to go down to my boss's office, smack him around and tell him to pay me respectfully. But outside of that, like, you know, I mean, I I really like what I do. But this job sounds better than mine. That's hard to find. I mean, Jesus Christ, I get to work with Fantone. I can make a job better than that.
3: A lot of people want to know. Yeah,
2: dude, jobs don't get much better than that, buddy. A lot of people want to know. But apparently there's a portable pizza oven company that's looking to pay you between a $300 and $1,000 a day to sit on your fat ass and eat their pizza. They said we're hiring multiple people for a number of pizza taste tester roles. These roles will be a unique mix of recipe development, product testing, and brand ambassadorship. Pizza, pizza, more pizza. Wow. Dude, I got to tell you, dude. If you could get a job 300 a day, even on the low end, 300 a day to eat pizza, that's a good gig.
3: Now, there's certainly people who have worse jobs than that, and I'm sure we can go with a long list of them. Um, But I really do think that this is one of those things you hear about. And in your mind, it's like, oh my gosh, dude, it's gonna be the greatest thing on the face of the planet. It's gonna be so great. I would be a pizza tester. I love pizza, dude. I eat pizza all day, every day. But, if but I it's gonna could, make you hate pizza. You're gonna end up hating pizza, dude. It's like being a male porn star. Sure, like, I hate
2: phantoms. <laughs>
3: it's like being a male porn star, where we all have this idea of like, oh my god, dude, you're just out there banging, banging hot chicks all day. That's all you do. That's what you get paid to do. But if you ask any of those dudes, they're like, no. At the end of the day, it's work, and I don't want to do this anymore. Do dude, anything long enough, right. it
2: becomes what you do. There is no doubt about that. I don't know, eating for a living. I mean, you're gonna do it anyway.
3: Yeah, yeah, you're gonna you do mean, it.
2: You're not gonna bang Alexis Texas anyway. You know what I mean? Somebody had to get her on set. Yeah, that is true.
3: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that had to happen. Um, but I, I think it's worth noting here too that another game or another thing that people a job that people feel like. Oh, man, if I had that job, that'd be awesome. Video game tester. And
2: oh, great job. will what I've heard... Dude, I'll do them both. I'll eat pizza and play video games. Somebody pay me.
3: What I've heard, it's not that great because you're not going in there and just playing the game organically like you would on your couch smoking weed in the afternoon. You're going in there and looking for issues. So but you got a crystal ball over so, there? So, 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 what the so, hell? So you're rerunning the same thing over and over and over again. You're not playing it to play it. You're looking you're,
2: for the fault where it jams up. Right. And, okay. And what right.
3: the issues are there. So like, when, you, when you're when you a pizza tester, it's not going to be like, oh, Master Stansberry, what One kind bite. of pizza would you like here? It'd be like, no, we've made 19 different versions of the pepperoni. We've got to figure out which one's 11 best.
2: 11 different sauces, and now right. you're perfume drunk on the tongue.
3: Right. Now you're ranking everything, and your pizza A is better than pizza F, but pizza F had better cheese quality, and it sounds magical, but I really don't think this would be a job that I wanted.
2: I would like it. I'm willing, dude. All that, all that, and I think I'm willing to risk it.
3: Don't you think you end up hating pizza at the end?
2: I don't know, dude. I've had it a lot,
3: but when, but, dude. I mean, if you're if you're sucking down pieces of pie for for eight hours a day, dude, and and let's be real too, there's probably some overtime in there. You're grinding it out on so, the weekends.
2: So you're, th- yeah, for sure. It's it's oh, it's like drinking during you know quarters. I'm gonna pull a little off the can on the side too, for sure, right? Um, but. So your theory is if I become a pizza taste tester, then I end up hating pizza the way I hate red hot chili peppers?
3: 100% dude. Pizza becomes ACDC to you. We're going like, oh, to dude, how do you listen to it so much? It's like, God, I don't know. I'm in here four hours a day and I have to go through it.
2: Let's test the theory. I, 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 <laughs> let's, I like, More pepperoni pizza, less. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. So
3: 7, 10, 9, 10. It's like an iHeart giveaway, dude, every two hours. Dude, you get red hot chili peppers, Dang, Perry eats pizza
2: like clockwork set your watch to it <laughs> oh my god all right we'll figure out something to do next i swear to god What <laughs> <laughs> will next on rock 106.9 yo guys
3: phantom from the stansberry show here checking in with my crystal clear vision thanks to my friends at the rollholt vision institute that's right, we're talking about 2020 Vision here, baby. That's perfect, and you could be seeing the same way. All you have to do is reach out to the good folks at the Roholt Vision Institute. So if you've been thinking about LASIK, dude, the first step is to get some facts, and they're all available to you at rollholtvision.com. You can take the self-evaluation test, you can check out some of the financing options, or maybe you just want a better picture of what LASIK actually is. Well, it's all right there for you. All you have to do is visit that website. Like I said, it is rollholtvision.com. It's
1: nine. We are about to see the uh, pro debut at least in the regular season of Baker Mayfield yeah and I'm interested to see how they're going to play it now they should get great field position and you know let Baker I'm sure they're not going to have him handcuffed let him do his thing there's plenty of time but this should be fun the crowd reacts (laughs) to the emergence of Baker Mayfield off the bench they knew they had their man the Browns when they saw the ball come out of his hand throwing it and the way his teammates and the staff reacted to him on his pro day at OU. Heisman Trophy winner, former walk-on finds Landry. 14 yards and a first down, with a minute and a half to go and one timeout. Here he goes, he's great at the line of scrimmage, he knows this offense. Mayfield fires, pass is caught at the 35 by Najoku.
0: Well, the way after talking to hugh jackson at the half but when i asked him about the performance of his rookie quarterback on that drive he went three for four for 47 yards he stopped me and said did you feel the energy he said balls completed balls thrown into windows he said we have to see that in the second half he said he never doubted the composure of mayfield taking the field joe what
1: a little different feel to this game what a catch by rashard higgins and a gain of nine and a spark number six came in here's one it is caught by Landry to the one what a catch this is unbelievable first of all the throw is the only place it can be that's a great job those are the balls that Jarvis Landry you almost expect him to make them every time because he does it so frequently here's one to Callaway on of bounce near the marker for the first down good throw good catch Browns in business inside the 16. Darnold airs it out. Downfield pass is picked by Mitchell. Browns are going to win.
2: Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Fantone uh, showed up a little early this morning, did some really good work, and put together a really nice Baker Mayfield uh, like highlight reel, buddy. Thank you very much for that. Uh, and it up. came out really, really good. Sounds really, really good. I like that. I know the, I know how the boss likes it when you play audio and music <laughs> at the same time and making the show sound produced. I know he's a big fan.
3: I'll just give all the credit to Joe Buck, dude. At the end of the day, Joe Buck's the one who really made it happen. That's well, off, buddy.
2: I got to be honest. I don't, I don't hate Joe Buck the way everybody else does. And right. honestly, when I was listening to him right there, I think he's actually pretty damn good at his job. I, I, I do. I think Joe Buck's actually pretty good at what he does. Now, I'll be honest. Like, Fox gets the U.S. Open in golf, and he doesn't know golf for anything. And so, like, he struggles at that. But I watch enough football. I don't know. He sounds all right doing it. I, I don't know about baseball as much. I know he, I know he calls a ton of baseball. Um, but... I, I, I I don't know. Joe Buck doesn't I know he bothers you. You don't like him at all.
3: I just don't like Joe Buck. I don't think he's a Cleveland hater. I just don't think he's in particularly good at his job, especially football. I think he's a little bit better at baseball, but at the same time, not my cup of tea. See,
2: that's weird for me because your issue, if I've I've remembered correctly, your issue with Joe Buck is that he doesn't paint enough of a picture.
3: Yeah, he's a little little ho-hum at his job, I think. So
2: that's a little surprising that you prefer him in baseball where so much more painting of the picture is required versus football.
3: I just think he's better at it. I just okay, think I, I think that's the sport where he really it, like his strengths kind of fit that sport.
2: I think I've heard him say, as a matter of fact, while being interviewed by Dan Patrick, that he thinks he's better at baseball too because he, that's I mean that's what his history is. It's what his dad did. I mean, oh, okay. he kind of being well, dragged to the park. I mean, so it's like I mean that's what that his, makes sense. His dad was an announcer, and so like he used to sit in the booth and kind of like watch that whole thing. So I think he probably knows that, too. I just I don't, don't hate Joe Buck the way everybody else does. And the Kyle Schwarber thing didn't bother me in the, the, uh, the World Series. I, none of this stuff bothered me. I don't know. I don't get that. I don't get it. But that package sounded good, man. Baker Mayfield sounded good. God. I, man, I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I mean, people think I, like, I want to be right. There are people out there that think we love the Browns sucking. That's not true at all. If the Browns are good, my here's the thing. Here's what I need. As a broadcaster, I need them to be good or terrible. What I don't need is them in the middle of the road where you don't care. Fantone always says it best the Browns are great for us because even when they're terrible, they provide storylines. A lot of terrible teams don't give you that much story.
3: If you're caught on like the perpetual treadmill of 5 and 11, you don't have anything to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Ah, well, Another boy, reset. Yeah, Let's boy, reset it. Boy, the Lions lost again. Okay, well, that kind of sucked, but that's what we expect. When you're as piss poor as the Browns have been for the past forever, it's, it's great. And then all of a sudden, and this really does, and it's been crystal clear to me in the past 12 hours since since this game's you know happened. Um happiness is set by expectations. We talk about it all the time yeah. on the show. And the reaction from Brown's fan base to to winning a regular season game, to at this point being 500 on the season after three games, which sounds ridiculous, but it's what it's what the truth is right here. <laughs> that is weird, yeah. But 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 the reaction to that, it just goes to show you like It's almost better for a team to be so bad. It's almost better, rather than the 5 and 11, it's almost better for you to go 0 and 16 because then you get this orgasm at the end of, oh my God, you won one. If the Lions win one, it's not that big of a deal. Nobody's giving you fridges. Nobody's giving you free beers. It's just like, yeah, dude, the Lions still suck. They're still going to be 4 and 12. They're still going to be 4 and 12. So it's just like there is something about the Browns. And I don't know if it's by design or if it's just by dumb luck where it's like, dude, being so bad helped you.
2: I mean, fireworks were going off in my neighborhood last night. i mean, sure it, they
3: were fireworks, bro.
2: Well, here's the thing. <laughs> okay, come on. At first, I was like, well, I mean, dude, this is southwest side here, bro. Like, yeah, that might be guns. <laughs> That's that might, that, that might That might be guns. Everybody knows, southwest, northeast, it's like, well, it kind of duck got kind of I But there were so many. That I was like, well, no, that's obviously what this is, and then I started looking out my window, and sure enough, you could see them. But dude, they were letting those things go off. They were honestly, they were still setting them off this morning when I got out and went to my car to get in the, in the dude. That's Super Bowl territory there.
3: That is Super Bowl territory for a regular season win. We are lighting for a fireworks week three off, win. Dude. We're lighting fireworks off, dude. There is there's 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 real equity. They deserve in it. Sucking.
2: Though. They deserve it. The fans deserve it. They the do. Fans, okay. The fans deserve it. You have been starved, and you've been starved for this, and no LeBron, and you know who I feel bad for? I'll tell you who I feel bad for. This is who I feel terrible for this morning, and I think a lot of baseball fans are going to be shocked to hear me say this, because I don't talk a lot of baseball, but I feel almost bad for the Cleveland Indians right now, because it was setting up for them to be your savior. You know what I mean? Because here they go. They're going to go into the postseason. They're really, really good. Got the squad. Can probably win the World Series or at least get really, really close. Looked like they were going to be the LeBron savior. And then Baker Mayfield's like, hold my beer, bitch. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, oh my god, I almost feel bad for Tito and the boys. I do
3: because at that point, you're right. You you are a contender. Whether the Indians do or do not, I mean, I think plenty of people can look at the roster and say, like, okay, these guys have a real shot at it. You I can don't, bet them to win it. I don't. I don't know if it happens, but it could happen. Uh, the Browns have literally zero chance at the Super Bowl, even after last night. Even Can't after do it. watching that, they can they, they, they cannot. They are not contenders. I, I mean, I think it's still safe to say they're not contenders for the playoffs. But okay. I do too. But, but but some people debate that. Um, but yeah, they're you it, and, but I think that goes back to it though is that you can either be a truly dominant team where people are like, okay you're going to make the finals, to be a contender, to be that middle of the road like, yeah, we're we're perpetually in the playoffs but we're not going to always make it, that's a tough place for a sports franchise to be I mean, I we, we've talked about this in the past where it's like, would the Browns change Recent history with the Chargers, where like the Chargers have consistently been a ten-plus win team for quite a while. They were for a stretch there, and they still got moved, right? And it's still and it's still like they're they're ho hum. And it's like, well, yeah, of course, as a fan, I would want that. I would want that ten and six season every single time. But it's that it's that you're either a champion or a bust mentality that is is kind of showing up here.
2: Yeah, man, I uh, they're interesting, and Baker Mayfield's interesting. And look, I said I don't think he's the number one overall pick. I may end up being proven really wrong on that. I feel like we got to slow down on me being wrong on it right now. I feel like you know what I mean. Like I, I, I look wrong right now. I would admit that. Um, but I, I, he has. I, I said it earlier this morning. He has that thing where you can't take your eye off of him, and maybe that's number one pick worthy. We do have to slow
3: the whole thing down. I mean, whether it's we're talking about how good Baker Mayfield's going to be, whether it's the dumpster fire that is in Pittsburgh right now, whether it's the availability of the division to be won or whatever it is that we're talking about, it you do have to slow down. But at the same time, you can't deny you felt it last night. You know what I mean? Like for the first time in forever, like I kind of felt it. I kind of was like, all right, man, this I, is I,
2: it. I was about to go to sleep and she woke me up. She goes, are you really not going to stay up and watch this? You got to see this. And I was like, yeah, you know what? All right, all right, all right. Here we go.
3: Yeah, I went to sleep in. I think it must have been during the first quarter. It was sometime after that. Miles Garrett, sexy, and Darnold, and I fell asleep. And my girlfriend woke me up when Baker Mayfield woke up or got in, and she's like, Babe, you got to wake up for this. Then I fell back asleep at halftime, and she's hit me in the third quarter, like, dummy, get up, get up, get up. Yeah. And so you know, it was it's good it's good to have somebody there, you know, to watch the crap for you and call you in when it's good. Just like sex, trying to prop us up in the third
2: <laughs> quarter. We're not there yet, man. We're not there yet. Scott from Waiting for Next. He joins us next on Rock 106.9.
4: <laughs> the Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream kind.
2: Come- Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. And this is the conversation I could not wait to have this morning. We normally do this every Monday at 8. But last night, monumentous for you know, the Cleveland Browns. So we were, uh, we're having our good buddy, Scott, from WinningForNextYear.com on the air. And I could not wait to have this conversation with you, Scott. Because for weeks on end... <laughs> I tried to float the what-if scenario, and I normally am the, I hate the what-if scenario, but I floated the what-if scenario of, dude, if Darnold comes in here, lights it up, it's going to be obvious, they drafted the wrong quarterback, and I got to give it to you, Scott, for weeks on end you weren't having any of it. If you go back and listen to those podcasts, you hear Scott go, eh, I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you were just you were having none of it. You were kind of on this Baker thing, and I, dude, I gotta admit it, I feel like I kinda had this dead ass wrong. The kids got Moxie, you know what I mean? X Factor, swag, whatever the kids what are Migo's saying, whatever the word is, Baker Mayfield's got it in spades, right?
7: Yeah, I mean the the, the energy that was in that stadium that changed when he stepped onto the field, both, I don't want to say, you know, the, the players as well, but I mean, the vibe and the energy that he just brought to that stadium when he stepped on was, I I can't, I can't compare it to anything else that we've seen from a, a, you know, I remember when, you know, they pulled Brady Quinn and Kelly Holcomb came in and people were, so, you know, that, like that whole thing. But I mean, this was, or not, that might not even, it might've been the other way around. Um, but the, the, what when Baker stepped onto the field, it was it was like, I mean I, I don't know I don't want to say rock star status, but it was. But then he but then but then he the the crazy thing is Danny he lived up to every ounce of it. He you did. know what I mean? Like we like we haven't seen this before in terms of having such high expectations for someone, and it's only one game. Sure, but it was a huge game, and to he stepped fair, into a, a situation. That was the everything was against him in that situation. And he he owned every second of it.
2: He absolutely did. And there was potential for it to be like, oh, my God, we we grabbed the wrong guy. And it looks like we grabbed the exact right guy. So thank God John Dorsey picks quarterbacks. And I host mornings on rock stations because everybody's where they should be. (laughs) Everybody's got the jobs they should, should have. Now, you were there last night and I don't want to be hyperbolic. I don't want to be like, man, this felt like a championship. I don't want to go crazy. okay? but you're a huge Cavs fan. So I'm not going to equate it to the NBA finals win cuz that's ridiculous it's a championship you know series versus week 3 win. But did that energy leaving that stadium last night did it feel like after you've clinched the Eastern Conference finals and we know we're going to the championship game you know series with the Cavs was it was it akin to that maybe?
7: It was it was you know it was there wasn't any like weeping, you oh, know what I mean? Yeah. Like I mean now But to that point, the 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 sea of people walking out of that stadium was very, very similar to to that. I would also compare it to the the night they beat the Pistons. Oh yes. To to go to go to the NBA Finals. That when and when the Indians game let out the same time as the Cavs game and that whole that picture of everybody in the uh, in between the arena and the stadium. Um, very, very similar to that. Um, a lot of a lot of strangers high fiving and hugging and and the whole thing. It was
6: Community. it was
7: it was. I mean, sad that it took this <laughs> to, yes. to, to happen, but um, a, a very, very big relief. Not only that they won, because but I and I wrote about this earlier in the week. The polarizing aspect of if they would have lost this game. Uh, it was, was, mo- was monumental. I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was definitely in that, it was, if not now, then when kind of situation. And that they came back to do it was 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 very non-Browns-like, uh, and I think the city just really really embraced them.
3: Yeah, I mean, yesterday was the anti-Browns game, and in so many ways it felt that way. Um, whether it was Baker Mayfield coming out and pressing the Browns, actually looking goddamn sharp in their uniforms yesterday, man. Oh, I love. Those. I mean, fire, yeah, I love those. straight fire, dude. Love those. those things, those things were absolutely great. Um, Scott, I asked Mark Munch Bishop a similar question, and I want to get your perspective on it too. Um, obviously, you know you switch quarterbacks and they're two different men and they're two different players. And it was definitely a tale of two halves right there. But one of the things that I noticed is that the playbook really opened up in the second half. Really did. Was that a, was that because Baker Mayfield has more available to, to him than Tyrod Taylor does from a physical level? Was that a decision by Todd Haley? What went into that decision in your opinion?
7: Well, one, they were down. Um, but two, I don't necessarily know the playbook changed. Tyrod or Baker just made the throws. If you, if you, like, there was that, that one moment, uh, Antonio Callaway was streaking towards the corner of the end zone wide open, and, and, and Taylor threw in the flat. Um, you know, there, I think he just, he was willing to make the throws. If I, I can, I can tweet it out later. But the next gen stats, you know, Tyrod was four of 14. And three of the four completions were behind the line of scrimmage. Wow! Wow! Um, where ba- where where Baker was was just throwing the ball down the field. I mean, I think his average yards per attempt were like eight and a half or nine. Yeah. Um, which is which is way more than 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 your average quarterback, let alone Tyrod Taylor. Um, you know, so he was he was just willing to make the throws, and 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 thank God for Jarvis Landry. Amen. Um You know the. Uh, the I know people were upset that he's getting paid like a top-five receiver, and he might not be Odell Beckham, but, I mean, he is, he, he is everything this team needs in the way of a playmaker and accountability, and he owned that drop and then came out and caught four impossible passes to, you know, to, 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 for them to win that game.
2: We're talking to Scott from com. You can follow him online at Twitter, at WFNYScott, and make sure you're checking out com as a uh, really good in-depth Browns coverage there. And I said this last night about Jarvis Landry on Twitter. I said... Th- there was a play, Tyron Taylor was still in the game. He throws that ball, and and uh, it was right down the, se- the sideline there. And Jarvis makes the grab, and he like extends the arm out. And I said, that play right there tells you everything you need to know about Jarvis Landry. That reach for this squad tells you everything you need to know. That man is about his business. He's the real deal and easy to give up on, on, on a team that was looking that anemic, and he didn't do it. And I'm all in on Jarvis Landry. Now, I think people were going to be surprised to hear me say this. I said it a little early this morning, but for those of you that weren't with us yet, I think people are going to be shocked to hear me say this because I don't talk the team a lot. But you know who I woke up feeling a little bit bad for today, Scott, is the Cleveland Indians. Like, they were, I mean, I I do, I feel a little bad for them, right? Like, they clinch, they get ready, we're postseason, they got a damn good team, probably, they're definitely championship caliber, I don't know if they're going to win, but they're definitely championship caliber, looking to be the heroes, no LeBron, we'll step up, we'll do the thing, and Baker Mayfield's like, hold my beer, bitch, (laughs) I'm going in, (laughs) right? Like, honestly, now it's like, you know, the Indians are the redheaded stepchild again.
7: Yeah, well, for one night, for sure. Uh, and now Browns fans have ten days to kind of bathe in this too in before yeah, before exactly. before before heading to Oakland. The Indians will have their moment, um, you know. October baseball. There's nothing like October baseball. I agree. Um, I and, agree with that. But 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 at least for for one night, if not one week, um, you know, it's, it's the 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 talk of and rightfully so. I mean, yes. you, you yes. And now you know, if 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 the angle is oh they're just two thirty two and one, I mean, you're you're completely missing the the forest for the trees i mean this what happened what happened last night was 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 very very needed
3: yeah, and I don't know how you don't appreciate this. I mean, I've laughed at the Browns solid for the last two years, but dude, it, it, I'd be a liar to say you didn't feel the magic last night, dude. I'm wearing my Tim Couch 1999 orange jersey, dude. That's I mean, that's how much I bought back in. Um, reality is going to set in inevitably, though, and 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 the Browns are going to have to go out and play, you know, high caliber defenses, and Baker Mayfield's going to have to deal with those high caliber defenses. Um, what do you think he does when that set back to earth eventually does happen?
5: You know, i i Drunk I
7: wouldn't shortchange the Jets on the def on the defensive end. I mean, the Browns were number one in takeaways heading into the game. The Jets were number two. Um, you know, now granted, half of that was Matt Stafford and unable to throw to his own team for on that Monday night game. But you know, the Jets weren't bad. Um, I I'd argue Oakland will be, be- uh, even worse on defense. Um, you know, the 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 trick is, you know, going on the road and then you know. I, you know, I, you know, if that offensive line can can stay upright, I, I think the kid just has it. I mean, he he can read the the defense. I do I, I think he read the defense much better than Sam Darnold did last night.
6: Yes, I. Agree. Um, you
7: know, in in terms of pre snap reads, I mean, if you can do that as a rookie, um, you know, sky's the limit if you if you can just stay healthy.
2: Do they win next week at Oakland, Scott?
7: I haven't seen a look ahead line. I I would be surprised if it was anything worse than a pick. Um, you know, and I, I do think it's a winnable game. Uh, you know, if, if and I, the, the the question will be if if Tyrod is healthy, what does Hugh do, right? Um, you know, so I don't I don't know if we can we can go down that path yet. But if if uh, if Baker plays and then everyone's healthy, I, I do think it's a winnable game.
2: Do you play Baker Mayfield from here on out if Tyrod comes out healthy?
7: Uh, I don't know how you go back after I don't know how after you go what back happened. Either. I, I, I just I the the PR I mean I I think Tyrod, I, I've been I've been team Tyrod. You know that. Yes. Um, we know, heading heading into this season, heading into this week. Uh, I don't know why he's a different quarterback here than he was in Buffalo, um, but I don't know how you go away from the kid who won you the game.
2: That's Scott from WaitingForNextYear. dot at WFNY Scott. Also WaitingForNextYear. Obviously, check their blog out. Um, I'll tell you this, Scott. Oakland on the road at Miami this week. They're three point dogs, and there is no opening line obviously until after that game gets played. Vegas probably won't set the line on the next Oakland game until Sunday is played. My guess is it'll either be Pickham or Browns favored on the road, which is amazing. And if this team goes back to back wins. After going back-to-back seasons with one win, <laughs> I mean, unreal, right?
7: Like on. Un- well, th- I mean, they. They. I mean, you could realistically be four and zero right now, or if, if that happened, right? I mean, and that's that's the crazy thing, is they should have been Pittsburgh, they should have been New New Orleans, um, and then they won last night. I mean, you could be you, you, you realistically are Zane Gonzalez away from talking about a three zero football team, which is which is remarkable.
2: One more question before before I let you go, because I made the bet before the season. Vegas put the over-under on wins at 5.5 after what you saw last night. Do you think my bet at the under? I bet the under on 5.5 wins on the season. Does my bet hold or do I lose my money?
7: I, I think you, you sharped that because I think it the, the, closed at 4.5 if my if my memory serves. So, I mean, you, you definitely got a good line there. Oh, I jumped on I it think early still, when I thought. Yeah. Yeah, I think you are still safe. Um, say, I mean, I think you're, you're lucky you're still safe because of what happened in weeks 1 and 2. Um, but, you know, I... I I I I mean the, the, the that's the thing, right? They win one game, and now we're talking about them just running the table, <laughs> um, you, know, you know. But I I you know I I, I, I do you, think man. I think you know I you know you could be I think five is is still a is still a hell of a season for these guys when you start zero 2
2: That's Scott from Waiting for Next Year dot com again at WFNY Scott Year dot com online, buddy. We'll talk to you again. Monday, Monday morning Monday. at 8. You know what? Honestly, no Browns game on Sunday, obviously. So we're going to give Tribe fans what they've been begging me for for a couple of weeks. We'll do some in-depth Tribe coverage with you Monday at 8. How's that sound?
7: Yeah, Cavs Media Day is Monday as well. So Ooh, if you want to do, go down yes. that path, we can.
2: Plenty to look forward to it, Scott, on Monday. Buddy, you have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again next week. So, Fantone, it turns out there's this definitive list of things guys need to have wrapped up, ready to go, and be done with before they get married. I feel like you're heading in that direction, getting pretty close, so we'll find out if Fantone's ready or not. That's next on Rock 106.9.
4: The Stansberry Show. Rock
2: 106.9 Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9, 9 9 o'clock. Officer Lamar Sharp, Camp Police Department, will be in studio with us. If you've heard Lamar on the air before, you know he's just great. He's just a good interview. Uh, He's got a lot of energy. does a lot of great things for his community. Cares deeply. Believes in community policing. Not just kicking down doors. Well, That's why we love Lamar. He's a good dude. Uh, We enjoy him. He's the unofficial third member of the Sandsbury Show for sure.
3: My mom is so excited. She's already texted me like five times. Like, make sure you send me a picture of Lamar. Not like, hey, get a picture with him, like, make sure you send me a picture of Lamar. Like, yeah, I feel like... C-
2: calm down, lady. I feel like Mike Phantom might have to worry about that. I'll calm down, lady. Whole section of porn up dedicated Jeez. and stuff like that. please <laughs>
3: alright. Back it up, back it up, back
2: it up. Hey, your mom's too nice. I shouldn't do that. <laughs> she is. She's way too nice of a lady. What the hell am I thinking? Terrible. It's irresponsible. Maybe my mom will hump.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe
2: she'll jump his bones. Who knows? Alright. Speaking of that, um... When you get married, you're not supposed to jump anybody else's bones. Like, you've made your choice. Like, that's what right. you do right there, right? right? And somebody has compiled a list of things that men should do before they get married. Okay. Now, you've uh, you've bought a house with your girlfriend. Yes. So that's pretty much saying... That's basically the 2018 promise ring. Like we wow. bought a house together. Like I promise, this is where we're going. You know, it's a
3: little bit out of order of what I think normally happens in relationships, but we had a really good opportunity in front of us, and it has four bedrooms, and there's only two of us. So obviously, there's a plan in place. You know what I mean? You
2: know what you're thinking about yeah, doing I got, here? Yeah, got to fill those rooms so, up. So, so obviously, conversations have been had. Some some future planning. Let's make sure we're both thinking about the the, the same end life goals. And really,
3: once we had that plan of like, okay, I want this. In You want this. Okay, we get along with each other. Let's have a relationship. Let's do this. Take the condoms off. (laughs) Um, No, but there was that level of like, okay, if this is our goal, how do we get there? And a big part of that was having a base, was having a home landing place, was having somewhere we could, you know, grow and, you know, made it all happen so far.
2: Now, here are some of the things men should do before they get married. Now, I know you a little bit better than the average bear, so I know some of these things that you have done versus maybe not, but I think there are some surprises coming.
3: Well, as I sit here 34, never been married, about to, you know, step into that realm. There, Getting closer. There, There is that, like, guys who get married at 22 don't necessarily have the opportunity of, like, during your 20s to
2: do all these things. Right. Right. The first one is date around. Now, you've done enough dating around. Yeah, I kind of have. You've done enough yeah, dating kind of around. Have. Right? Like, yeah. so, I, you know, I was just telling, I, as I'm entering into a new relationship, I was just telling her the other night men have been sold this lie. That you like get it out of your system. There's no getting strange vagina out of your system. Like, quit buying that lie. What happens is, is you just get to the point where it's like, I just got to make a decision. Like, I'm sick of trying to fill dates and fill my time. And I just, dude, I just need to be able to lay around the couch, eat Chinese food, and pet the dog, and like not have my life be miserable.
3: You don't feel like there is a little bit of the sewing of the wild, or, or, or you
2: know, like I don't know, because I think honestly, what happens, dude, is that you think that's what happens. You fall in love, and she's the greatest, and then like two. years, years in you still love her she is still the greatest she's the one you want but your penis is still like bro did you see that lust will
3: always exist there's no question about it even as you get older and you know you just kind of calm down and maybe not as horny Women as you want have to too by the way I just think there is I just think there's it is certainly I can say for me there came to be a point where it was like
2: It's unfulfilling.
3: All right, dude. Yeah, you've ran through all this, and like now it's like okay, it's empty now. Like, yeah, you can keep doing this, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't fill what I'm looking for in life. So, I I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe it's
2: maybe it's a mixture of both of of both of what we're saying here. Now, here's the one I don't know. Now, I'm suspicious that it's no that you have not learned to do this before getting married. Um, But we don't know, and that's learn to play an instrument. Now we know. You were in the white arsenal of rap. Yeah, 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 we yeah. We do know you were in the white arsenal yeah. of rap. G. Rizzy up in uh, the
3: house, yeah, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, we know that. We're right. still waiting on your mom. <laughs> Suspiciously, this is the one token of your childhood your mom can't find, which I'm guess I'm calling BS on. I'm going to get Mike Fantone on the case, and uh, that's, that's Fantone's dad. We'll get him on the case, but do you know how to play an instrument? I do not.
3: I always kind of wish I did. I don't feel like I'm some musician who never had an opportunity. I know there's some people who are like, man, I just got a song on my heart, and I got to get it out. Out. but dude i you know bought this house in in a new neighborhood and there's a dude a couple houses down from me that plays drums and every time i've got my window down and i drive by his house and i hear him drumming I'm, jealous. On the I'm like, oh, I'm just jealous. I'm like, dude, I wish I had that as like a hobby. I don't think I'm gonna be like, oh man, I was gonna be in a band, but like if I could play harmonica or something, you know what I mean? Like, that'd be cool.
2: Nice, nice. Once you once your wife gets you all fat like <laughs> the dude
5: from, from Blues Traveler, we'll get you your
2: harmonica. I know the answer is no on this one because you just don't care about it enough. Brew your own beer eh. is the thing guys should do eh. before they get married. I disagree. Eh. Become a wine connoisseur. Cool you m- what become <laughs> become pretentious before you get married? <laughs> right. No, thanks. That's your wife's job master a cuisine learning how to make a couple of food dishes now you're a pretty decent cook from what i understand your woman always tells me about that
3: i have worked in a million restaurants and i i definitely picked up some that's that's how you do it and then you live on your own and you kind of have to cook for yourself and that's one of those things that we've talked about this in the past where so many of our guy friends who are, are married for a long time you know got married right after college or whatever dude if you're a man and you can't cook for yourself It's a little sad. It is.
2: It's terrible. At least a couple of things. At least like three things you get down. Right. This is what I would tell you. Be able to cook two things for every meal. Like be able to do two things for breakfast, two things for lunch, two things for dinner, and Fair. then yeah, when you meet a chick, she'll teach you some other stuff. Fair. Foster some animals is something that you should do, men should do before getting married. Now, you and your girlfriend have been pretty good about this. You guys are pretty opening to bringing that, yeah. you know, the, you know, but the things home.
3: Fostering animals, I don't know if that's necessarily something you have to do. If you feel compelled in your heart, like oh my gosh, I want to help the strays. If you're dick Goddard, fine, but yeah, you don't have to do I that. don't
2: know if it's necessarily like bucket, Foster. yeah, uh, necessarily oh, bucketless okay. material. Now, a man may be taking out a. dog a little bit of responsibility before taking out a family not the worst
3: love an animal Okay. Yes. Foster animals, I don't think necessarily yeah. has to happen.
2: Right idea, wrong wording. Changing up your wardrobe, which, yes, I would agree, those t shirts from Twinsburg Elementary School probably, you probably. know. Well, let's, probably. Let's switch with those. Experimenting with your facial hair, is something a man should do before getting married. You've done a good job of this. You've had like five different versions of that since I've known you. Yeah, and I, I think, I don't know. It, Does it, doesn't all men do that just naturally? <laughs> I don't know if that's something you have to do. Now, here's the one I know you haven't done. And I think that this is a pretty good idea because physically this will help you push your boundaries and figure out where you are. Running a marathon. Now, I don't know why they say that you should do that before you get married because it kind of sounds like something your girlfriend or fiance or wife's going to get you to do, drag you to do. But running a marathon, I think, is actually very good for you.
3: I I don't know if running a marathon, much like fostering animals, isn't the answer, but challenging yourself physically. Good idea. That's where it is.
2: Right idea, broader uh, thing is what we're looking for. Traveling alone. Now, you do a pretty good job of being able to be on yourself, and so do I. Um, And I do agree. Living on your own, traveling on your own is one of those things that all people should do. It just kind of helps you center and find out who you really are.
3: Builds confidence, especially when you're young, too. When you're, you know, 23, 24, and I haven't necessarily lived, you know, a full life yet. But, like, dude, when you can go somewhere, to a new city, a new whatever, and do it by yourself and kind of conquer it. You do. You feel very accomplished there.
2: Um, multiple listeners telling me that, that they and their wives bought houses before they got engaged. Yeah, well, good. You know what? I see. Here is the thing about that is that it's a. I've never, I've never bought a, bought a home, but I, but I know I've dated multiple realtors. I kind of so I've seen you know on the other side, and dude, that's a stressful situation. Oh, and yeah. it, much like living with somebody, it can kind of show you who somebody is, and you can learn a lot to somebody through that process, and it might open your eyes to either good or bad things.
3: Yeah, dude. And the thing I've said about my relationship so many times throughout it, um, you can have fun with anybody, dude. You can you can have a good time and go out and get drunk with any. Dude, I have a million chicks. You know what I'm saying? There's a million chicks that you can have sex with. There's, a, there's, there's all these different
2: things. And I keep telling you, no, two <laughs> but, weeks ago, I used to be able to do those. But,
3: things. But, but, but when things are bad, that's when my relationship is at its best. That's when it's like, man, this is crystal clear to me that like this you're is the woman. who I this is who I want to yeah. be with. It's when we are stressed about things. It's when it was when it's when we can't come to that conclusion, and it's still like there's a level of respect and love for each other. So like, yeah, whether it's buying a home or whatever it is that you guys do as a partnership, you do have to have those tough times together before you really know.
2: Okay, so that's what society has told us men should do before they get married. What is there something on your list where you're like, you know what, dude? Before we get there, I gotta get this right. Ra- I know I'm putting you on the spot. You say me? Yeah. Is there anything <laughs> personally? where you, Matt Fantone, are like, you know what, I better get this wrapped up. I
3: I mean, whether it's wrapped up or really established, I think you should have career goal path set kind of for you. Is it going to go according to plan? No, but but before you're ready to commit to somebody in like a full-time like, hey, we're getting married, we're starting a family, I think you should have your career established. You and I
2: completely agree here. What have I been saying for the first couple of years we were here is that my life was just kind of reset at zero, and now that we're back here, we're established, things are going well, shows doing very, very well, Looking signed a year extension, looking to get another three-year deal signed here in the next few months, from what I understand, the way they've been talking to me, that looks like we're going to be around a little while that, yeah, I become more open to that idea. And sure enough, entering into something myself, I'm nowhere near ready to get married. No rush, uh, buddy. No rush there. No, no rush. No rush there, but excited for you, and uh, I would agree, dude, you're more buttoned up than most guys your age, though, like 34 months. Jesus,
3: mo- dude, if that's the case, like, oh my god, we gotta get it together,
2: America. Oh, dude, most guys are a complete and utter mess until they get married, and the wife goes, okay, no, 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 no more, and they start wiping mustard off your face, like, that's just <laughs> the way it works, dude. They're the 3M of human beings, they just make dudes better, it's just the way it is. More Sansbury Show and Sammy Hagar tickets up for grabs, that's next, I'm Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9, also online at WRQK.com. Yeah, we just played a little Lick It Up there. Yeah. And uh, I did that because of you. Okay. You said something to me yesterday that stuck with me. because Kiss, Kiss announced their final tour, which, come on, let's eye roll that. We know know they're going to do of another five tours. There's also the rumor that when Paul and Gene are done, they're dressing up two dudes as Paul and Gene, sending them out with the other two members, and they're going to like do it on the road. And you were like, I think that's great that the band's bigger than the members in it. Right. And I started thinking about it. Do this, there's a lot of storylines in this. A, do Paul and Gene actually let that much control go? Or do two more guys now have to come in and then now feel miserable and trapped in that role and have to do it exactly the way they do it? Or does it go this way? Do we go full back into the gimmick and the new guys, you never see them outside of the makeup ever, and you build a little mystery into it, and what if you get... A couple of twenty-five-year-old kids who are still young and hungry, and they put out a good album with the makeup, and you've never seen them without it. They're... I mean, dude, Paul and Gene are gonna get pissed, right?
3: Ah, well, I guess that's a debatable point. If they come over and usurp the original Kiss, yeah, Gene's definitely gonna have a problem with he that. Would. But I, I guess to me, it's it's it's. it's... Would 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 they be open to allowing them to do what they want? Probably not. not. I would think it would more so be It's a like, franchisee
2: at that point. You're 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 paying McDonald's and opening up the restaurant, but you got to sell Big Macs, right?
3: You yeah. You, you you don't get to change the Big Mac, you right. know. But I assume at that point, what it's probably going to be is it's probably going to be two no name kids. You're right, twenty five year olds who have been you know looking up to kiss their entire lives. Um, I'm doing it. But Gene, <laughs> okay, stand Get the it. makeup on. Get the axe in your I can hand. Play and we'll play a it guitar as well as Paul Stanley. Good, um, but. But, but I think what you'll see happen there is, like, Gene probably has final say. Paul ha- probably has final say. Yeah. We're like, all right, you guys are doing this, but before you go out on the road, we're giving you the sign-off. Before you put out that album,
2: we're giving you the sign-off. I just think those kids, I think they're going to sign up for it early, and it's going to be like, this is great, man. I get to go beat right? And they're going to love it and then all of a sudden dude they're going to the the band's going to get hot again and Paul and Gene are going to get pissy about the fact that people are getting popular in their thing
3: well sure i mean like i said that is there's a possibility that happens but at the end of the day dude if you're a 25 year old musician who's trying to make it in their band you know and dude this is my last shot you're going to take it man and at the end of the day it's probably going to work for you i really do think it's a good idea if i'm kiss it's like and I mean, I know not everyone watches it, but like Doctor Who or James Bond, where it's like these roles are iconic, bigger than the actor that's involved there. Like Fair point. you, you yeah, have, you point. have the availability to push this forward. You just need to do it now, if you're cast.
2: Yeah, the band's got a unique thing going on. Look how bad they suck. <laughs> I mean, unreal how much I got to defend them. I mean, just on innovators, live entertainment completely changed on its head. None of the stuff you see, none of the stuff that happens in live entertainment would be that way without Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley having set the whole world on fire doing it. But, you know, whatever. They're just the worst ever. I uh, <laughs> We're going to pull up a little early here because uh, one of our best friends in the entire world and the guy who could arrest us, which is why we're nice to him, Officer Lamar Sharp from the Camp Police Department in the studio with us. And he's brought a couple of buddies with him. We'll find out why he's done all that. That will be next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry
4: Show. All right,
3: I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 1069. Yo, guys, Fiction Institute is what I want to tell you about. That's where I had my LASIK surgery done, and I see 2020 now, baby. I never thought it was going to be possible, dude. I thought I would always have to worry about where my glasses were. Did I have enough contacts? Am I running out of solution? All that stuff, dude, that's ancient history to me now. And if you want to be living the same lifestyle, dude, all you got to do is visit the website. They've got financing options available to you. They let you take a self-evaluation test. I want you to visit the site It is rollholtvision.com
2: 106.9 Welcome back to the Stansbury Show We're on Rock 106.9 We're online at wrqk.com And we're joined in studio By one of my favorite people ever hands down Officer Lamar Sharp at the Canton Police Department Now, I'm going to let you tell everybody Your whole thing here What's up? But I will tell people That the Be A Better Me Foundation, which is your whole thing, where you're kind of taking kids and kind of showing them like, ah, dude, let's get you straightened up. Let's show you how to dress right. We'll show you how to interview right. We'll show you how to open a car door for a lady, which most guys don't do anymore, which start doing that. And, you know, stand up when they go to the bathroom, pull out chairs, that whole thing. You're trying to, like, you know, turn kids' lives around, and I'm all for it. And so there's been a documentary filmed, produced, and directed, and now going to be released about your whole situation, Officer Lamar Sharp, when a community chooses to come together, I believe is the title. Mm -hmm. This is tomorrow night, showtime's 5 p.m., doors open at 4, Canton Palace Theater, I'm going to be in attendance, I'm sure Phantom will probably swing by, I'm going to speak for him myself, although, I don't know, probably... And you're
8: you're both in the
2: movie. And we are both...
8: Yeah. What?
2: Now, here's what I don't like, Lamar.
5: Here's what I don't like. In the movie.
2: I don't know if you know this or not, but I've been doing this a long, long time. Ah, By now, people normally give me creative approval on things I'm in or sound like this and that. But instead, Lamar came in and goes, sucks to be you, bro. Put you in the movie. You have no idea.
8: (laughs) That's what happens when you're brutal.
2: So walk me through the process, Lamar, because I know your story. Dude, you're all about community policing, which you know I love. I believe strongly in that versus just kicking down doors. Let's get back to walking beats, meeting people, neighbors meeting each other, neighbors meeting police officers. I believe police have been demonized in this country over the last five years and a little bit unfairly. Right. Uh, we know any group of uh, individuals that large, that many members in it, you're going to be able to find a couple of bad apples. But overall, I feel like Twitter especially demonizes police forces and has done uh, on, honestly a lot of negative work in uh, on community relations between the two things. And you push against that tide, push right. against you know, you know know the windmills there and y- you do a great work work with it so how did this whole be a better me documentary when the community chooses to come together how did it all happen
8: well you know the rashad approached me um this is the director the director okay. yes, rashad Polk. he he approached me and said hey man he's like i've just been following you i've been wanting to do some footage he was like i just want to do a documentary and i was just like i don't know man i don't really want to do it but, you know, he said, listen, that's the best I mean, way to get yeah, people to chase right, you to exactly. keep doing stuff right now. Exactly, <laughs> nah, I don't know if exactly. I want to play hard to get right. So two years and like we've had two years worth of film. And my thing is, it's like we get so and I actually have I have two officers, two officers that I are see doing that. the same thing in their community. What I love about you yeah, is you
2: always yeah. bring other cops, yeah. but you never bring the canine, dude. So thanks. Well <laughs> Thanks. Right, your boy because, likes listen, that. Your boy you likes that. You
8: chewed up in here. <laughs> <laughs> so your boy likes that. So but thanks. you chewed up. <laughs> But yeah, so and that's the thing. It's like we need more people to see. Like, instead of seeing all police officers are bad, it's like look. If you use your eyes and look, there's people who don't like me because they refuse to look past my badge. I would. I, I would assume that's true. Right, sure. Right. Exactly. Re- forget about what. And what, what you're I dropping do, the ball,
2: the people. You get to know them. There's so much more to hate. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> Plenty of stuff to not like. What are you doing? Right. He's a Patriots
8: man, for Christ's <laughs> sakes. <laughs> so, true. Yeah. True. true. And, Derby, he's from Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, so one yeah, of the
2: guys yeah. you brought with you is from Massachusetts. Can't yes. wait till you put the cuffs on Josh Gordon. Looking forward to that. <laughs> um, and so 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 why don't you get us introduced to the two guys you brought right. with you?
8: So I have my man Bobby White. Yes, he's from Gainesville, Florida. He's a basketball. College Shout out Foundation. to Tom Petty. If you ever look at his uh, videos, he he got like went viral for uh, it was a complaint about basketball kids playing basketball. So he goes out there and open his dashboard. He goes out there and he just like, hey, listen, you know. Oh, uh, there's you guys he starts playing basketball with him. I totally remember yeah. this video. Yeah. Yeah. And now now that it's you, yeah. I totally remember yeah. this. Yep. And then okay. Shaquille, Shaquille gets a hold of it. This is very
2: similar to yeah. when we saw in that snowstorm the one time, those those two cops pulled the cruiser over and they have a snowball fight with kids in the neighborhood, and people lost their minds. And I was like, wait a minute right, here. Right, right. Wait a minute here. Like this is now showing kids I don't necessarily have to be afraid of that
8: dude. He might be here to help me. Right. And how is that bad? So right. I love all of that. I think it's so important. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's 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 needed. And then I have my man, Officer Darren Derby. He's from uh, Pittsville, Massachusetts. And if you ever look on Facebook, well, he has the, uh, yeah, he, yeah. so, you know, I really love him. <laughs> but he, he well, Indians the- Red Sox getting ready, getting <laughs> yeah, ready, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, Indians yeah, yeah, Red yeah. Sox getting ready. So he has, he has an actual, uh, they have a police ice cream truck. What? Yeah. How about
2: that? Where'd you repossess that from?
8: <laughs> right. I've seen the drug dealers. I know right, what they're doing. Right, right, I've seen Shameless. I know right. how it goes down. I've <laughs> seen Friday. Big Sherm. <laughs> exactly.
2: Sherm sure, coming out of me. The- so smart.
8: So, 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 so smart. Yeah, so I brought these guys with me. They're hanging out. They come in to see the documentary, see our city, and get to see me. You know? I've, yeah. That's, I, that's, Save the best I, for I get, last, well, obviously. I, you know, I've, I met Bobby uh, at a police, um, it was a police week. Police week. Nice. Now
3: now this question can kind of go to any of the three of you because I think you guys all have an interesting insight on this. you all are, are in this position where you are officers of the law and I think Dan was spot on when he said there's definitely been issues with me between community and police recently there's no denying it we can talk about which way it came from or who's got responsibility and at the end of the day it's probably everyone everybody um sure. but but you guys have you know have taken it upon yourselves to work on this concept of community policing what kind of what kind of feedback from the community do you get do you get the pushback of like pig get back in your car Whoa. or is it like or is it like <laughs> Like yes, we want more of this in our community. You know, I, I just to me that's got to be very tough for 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 people to deal with.
9: Yeah, Bobby here with the Basketball Cop Foundation. I'll answer that. Um, I, when when people see it firsthand out in the community, I I know I've been getting a I get a very positive response. You know, that's it's, good. the kids especially, and that's what drove me to start this foundation. Is I had this video that went viral. And it it literally had a million views within six hours. It where can people
2: find your social media so we can help that go a little bit more viral? It's go ahead and pass that out.
9: Basketball Cop Foundation on Facebook is where most of my stuff runs, and uh, we'll get that shared for you as well. Yeah, and, and you know the big thing and how I met these guys and why I appreciate them so much is the big thing. All the comments is we need more cops like you. We need more cops like you. And my my answer was it, I kind of took it as an insult for all the cops out there that. Are just like me. and Because they're and, probably going, I am just like that. No, <laughs> it's, like My thing was there's thousands of cops like me everywhere, but we're humble. We don't share this stuff on social media. This was my dash cam. I didn't even share it. Our PIO did. And I'm going to show you guys that there's thousands of cops like me. So I started this foundation. What I do is I fund community policing projects all over the country. So, oh, I love it. And that's how I met Lamar. That's how I met Darren. I reach out to these guys. He had raising money for his... uh for his ice cream truck, I'm actually later today. I'm going to be handing him a forty five hundred dollar check towards that. Beautiful. Um, you know, I reach out to Lamar. I'll take and, one of those if you want. We've worked <laughs> with hundred police out, agencies man. across the country, and Darn, I think let's split we get it. everywhere I go to answer your question. Uh, and uh, you know, I was in Detroit a few weeks ago, put a big event on there with mm-hmm. Michigan State Police and the community. You hear them on the news saying how much they appreciate this, and this we need more of this, and we need these cops to get out here and proactively interact with the kids i think it's much like every other tricky subject
2: that's happening right now where i think the online community does a really good job of of only showing you the negative and harping on it and making it seem like that's the only thing that's there and that maybe community relations actually in day in and day out in life is a little bit better than maybe it reads via twitter twitter's very much like watchdog. I got you. Gotcha. It's very much like they they can't wait till you screw it up. But much like I always say, if you were to read Twitter every day, you would think your neighbors hate one another. But go play cards on Friday night. You find out people actually get along better than you think they do. You know what I mean? And so this is actually going to be very cool, dude. When a a community chooses to come together from the Be A Better Me Foundation's tomorrow night, Canton Palace Theater, Officer Lamar Sharp has obviously been in the studio with us a thousand times. We always say you're the unofficial third member of the program.
8: Equal opportunity employment over here. (laughs) Pantone, how's your mom? Shout out (laughs) to your mom. Uh, My mom is doing good. You you are a married man. I know, but I'm not... Look at you, she's a married woman. I I don't know. Yeah, we care less about that. that your mom loves me and I love your mom.
3: Uh, My mom does love you. She has already said We made the joke, I don't know, somewhere on social media recently, where you said, um, Fantone, save me a seat at your wedding. I'm coming to the wedding, blah, 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 blah. Um, And my mom was so quick to be like, he better save me a dance. That Officer Lamar (laughs) Sharp, he better save me a dance. We don't be out there
8: doing a stanky
3: leg together. Don't tell me what you're doing with it. Don't, don't, don't. Stop it. Done. Moving I like,
1: forward,
2: I feel like there's one guy in Twinsburg named Mike Fantone just got anti-cop, like out of nowhere. He's just like, you know what? They're not so great. They're not so great. No wonder we look up to sports stars. No, no wonder those are the ones we got to put on our shoulders. So, uh, for the people who might not know Lamar, but uh, you actually had uh, Mike Rowe in town as Dude. of recently, and I know you were you were part
8: of his program too. What was that experience like? That was amazing. Um, he came in and you know we were kind of like what he said, couch surfing, going place to place for mentoring. And he comes in and he gets us. He gets with Steve Kuhn of Coon Restoration, nice. and they actually get us a building and they get, for two years. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is like we're at a point where we've got, we've like outgrown this building already. Wow, because we have we have over sixty something boys and possibly sixty something girls who want to be in here. But now we're trying to get our tutoring going. So we really – and it's it's a big, long place, but it's kind of narrow. So we've already outgrown it. So we're kind of already kind of like thinking – Above and beyond Look at and you putting Coon Like give me a bigger Give, building. A bi- give me a bigger
3: building, it's, Steve Come it, on buddy It's right next to It's right next to Basil, Basil. And, yeah. and the grapes in a glass Right mm-hmm. there And it's impossible to miss Because you walk by it Drive by it dude And there's Lamar Boom Superman yeah. chest in uh, it and, and Leave
2: Basil alone But if you yeah. want to Kick a door <laughs> right. through Grapes in a glass I don't drink wine So you know right, what I mean right, Just right. move in right there We're right, fine right, I said right. it's alright right, right. I run Canton right. I, I told you you're alive You were right, you were right.
3: It, it's, Speaking of the Be a Better Me Foundation And kind of what you guys Do there I know you guys Are looking for mentors right now. Yeah. I guess, what role can the public play
8: with All you guys? Alright,
2: I'm on it!
4: <laughs>
8: what, what, what can John Q. Public to do to help you guys out? So what we do is we try to bring in uh, professionals and show the kids because a lot of kids feel like, I don't want to go to college. So then they feel like, a, like, well, if I'm not going to go to college, what am I going to do with myself? So then at that point, we just post mornings at Rock 1069.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Not the worst. <laughs> Go become, to school. I'm kidding. Go officer. to school. I'm kidding.
8: But we try to show them trades. We try to show them, like, you know, males or even the females because we have our girls now. My wife runs that. And she runs more than that. Yeah. Well, she, you better remember yeah, that. Right. Because she got a shot collar on me right now. Yeah, Y'all she just does. just don't know it. Yes, yeah, <laughs> she does. Oh, I do know it. Yeah. Oh, I do know it. But, you know, and our thing is, is we try, right now we're looking for tutors. We need tutors bad. Okay. We need people who want to come in. And we're trying to get the high school kids to give them money. Like, hey, we're going to give you money. If you have if you have a certain criteria, you know, 3.5 3. or higher, you're an honor roll or something like that. I got like so this. close. Or, <laughs> in the National <laughs> so Honor Society, we want to make sure we're going to pay them like $25 an hour to come in and tutor for an hour or so.
2: That's awesome. Officer Lamar Sharp is in studio with us. Do you got time to hang out? Yeah. All right, I got to take you guys over the break. Uh, We'll take a short break here, and then we'll get some tickets passed out for when a community chooses to come together. From the Be A Better Me Foundation Tomorrow night Canton Palace Theater We'll get you guys Hooked up with tickets Next on Rock 106.9 Dan Stansberry And
4: his boy Wonder Matt Fantone At last Two heroes The Stansberry Show Rock
2: 106.9 Welcome back to The Stansberry Show We're on Rock 106.9 Online at wrqk.com Missed anything yesterday Make sure you grab that podcast Joined in the studio By offers Lamar Sharp He brought a couple Of good buddies with him One of which is Darren uh, Derby Who will be on The Steve Harvey Show Today at 10 o'clock Because you have a uh, You again Much like Lamar are a uh, community policing advocate, and you have an ice cream truck. that this is That's your vehicle in which you do this. Excuse the horrible pun there. But that's... Uh, I didn't even mean to do that. I really didn't. I didn't, I didn't even mean to do that. But that was, that was pretty terrible there, so excuse that. Um, but can you walk me and the audience through like how you're doing that and, and maybe how they can even get involved with it?
10: Yeah, so it just started a couple of years ago with uh, Lester Holt watching him in uh, Boston PD. They, okay. have, they have Operation Hoodsy Cup they teamed up with uh, Hood, which is based out of Boston. Okay. And uh, I've been doing community outreach for a few years, been following these guys for a few years and, and a couple of other officers in the country. And uh, just, you know, you're taking, we all take bits and pieces from each other and say, hey, you know what, we, I can do this in my community or that same individual they have there, I have in my community, just has a different name. Sure, right. And uh, so one thing led to another. I said, you know, what, what can I do next? You know, and I've always, you know, done projects. And when I'm just about done with a project, I move on to another one. So I saw the uh, Lester Holt show, and, and uh, I said, you know what, Chief, i got to have an ice cream truck. And he's said, like, you got to have a what? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. And so I started slowly looking into it. This is about two years ago, and I found that there's about, I think, I think there's eight or nine now. Is that like, right? Departments in the country that actually have one. Some better than others. I think sure. ours is the best. But well, okay. of course you do. <laughs> you know.
2: We do, too. <laughs>
10: <laughs> Until you leave. Until so I, uh, uh, I had uh, received a, an award through a local uh, high school uh, uh, for special needs, and there was a lot of movers and shakers in the room and some handshaking going on. I said, you know, so I, went, I had an acceptance speech, and I said, you know what, my, now's my time. Hey, this is my next project, and I'm going to do an ice cream truck. And, and every face in there was like, a what? So That's I was, awesome. And I needed to raise $50,000, you know, and, and they're like, holy cow. So I, I didn't even walk out of the room, and I already had fifteen in the pocket. Wow. So that just goes to show you how much it was needed in sure. the community. Um, within two months, I had fifty. 52,000 in change. Um I worked with a local dealership to get a van, uh, a utility van. Uh it's a Nissan NV, uh high roof so you can stand in it. Oh nice. Um the only thing that we did not pay for, uh or the only thing that we paid for was the diamond plate and the uh, 20s that I put on it for women.
2: Nice. I'm nice. Just, make it attractive. There's 20s on it, baby. I'll show the I'll, I'll show you pictures. <Ooh>.
10: <laughs> good, God.
2: good God I've lost all control I, uh,
10: Darren Derby can, uh, story you, you will, uh... can find uh, you can look up our operation uh, copsicle it's called so it's a hashtag operation copsicle
2: okay cool and, copsicle uh, I like copsicle. it so all right so uh, my pun not you, the worst that's uh no but that's uh that's that's an amazing story you'll be able to see uh, Darren Derby story at on Steve Harvey show today at 10 Lamar sharp though uh, our local Canton police officer here started as uh, be a better me foundation and your documentary is coming out Tomorrow, when a community chooses to come together, and Lamar, you know I love you, bro, and uh, we've been friends now for a few years. And Fantone kind of like found you through social media. Was like, dude, you got to get this guy in here before nationally people start grabbing it. We, we don't want to miss the boat here. And he was, I can't believe it, but was one hundred percent right. And uh, and you know, we kind of found you. We kind of built this relationship with you, and people look forward to when we have you on. And so I, I think even though. I think sometimes you don't even realize the impact you've made. When I go out in public, people want to talk to me about the show. Where's Fantone at? And this and that. But once we start talking, now on the list of like standard questions I get everywhere I go is, so dude, what's that guy really like? You know what I mean? Like, so you've kind of become synonymous with us. And I absolutely love that. Um, because again, I believe police take a, a, um, I think you take a beating in the online community. And I think really what it is, is that, um, you all get made to pay the price. For things that maybe a small portion of people did. And I don't think that that's fair. And so I like the fact that there are, uh, you know, operations out there, missions out there where we're kind of showing people that that's not true. So let me ask you, Lamar, because you've been entrenched in this now for a little while. Right. So what is, you guys are doing your part now, right? So what is the number one thing, like I live downtown, what's the number one thing I could do to better my local community where I live? Or somebody who's li- maybe listening. Like, how do we help? How do we meet you halfway? Essentially is what I'm asking. Give you the money?
8: Just no, get involved. And, and, it, and a lot of times, it doesn't take. We there's so many different organizations that say, "Hey, we can use help," or we're doing this community cleanups. And people will talk about how bad the trash is in the city. But when you see your him, Fantone's on this clean, one a lot. When you yeah, when you see He's on doing this a community a lot. cleanup, people. Get, they go deaf in the ears they, right i can't hear you right. but yeah they're going to complain look at this this is what my tax dollars are paying for you know but you you won't like it's fair sometimes too there's not enough tax dollars to go around to do everything so if this is your community get get involved with it
2: i uh, get involved with it. i would i like that and i agree with it
3: yeah i think you can you can sit on the couch and complain about stuff and i think we've all been guilty well, of it in the past or you can get up off your ass and go do something right. and that's Easily the biggest way to make an impact, and I'm just going to credit you um, for making an impact. I work with um, Project Rebuild, and I'm a mentor with them, and that is students age 16 to 24 who have either been through the judicial system, who have come from poverty, who have dropped out, who have had a tough go of it, and – what we're trying to do is give them a second chance. And one of the things I always hear from them, cause I always try to bring up police relations and like, Hey guys, this is what you do when you get pulled over. Cause it's going to happen to you. The, 10 one, and two. the one thing they'll say all the time is man, man, I don't, I don't, 10 and I, two. Man, I don't F with Radio CPD. Down. I, I, don't, I don't F with CPD. I don't F with CPD except officer sharp. And there's always that except. And I know it's like, well, God, there's all these other good cops, and it's not he's not the only one and I try to show him that, but you've made headway with them like there is that level of like a group of people who are usually very anti police look at you and view you as somebody they respect, right. view you as somebody that they that they right. can look at in their community making a positive difference so at least from my perspective, like I said, of people who work as somebody who works with young people they 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 listen to you they do
8: right, right. and that's why I always try to bring other I try to always bring officers around when we're doing something or even like with these guys, they come in, they flew in, right. You know, for support and because they're doing the same thing. And it's like, and there's so many other guys, like you said, so many police officers in our city and in different states that are doing things, but it gets overshadowed by the five, 20-second clips right. that they see on social media. If it bleeds, it, it leads.
2: It's always been yeah. the way. If it bleeds, it leads, and good news normally takes a back page. Right. I I, I want to circle back now to, you, to your foundation, the Be A Better Me Foundation, because if somebody's listening right now mm-hmm. and thinking, you know what? Do my kid needs kind of help, my nephew maybe, somebody I know. Right. Like how do how do people who might know a kid who might need to be in the Be A Better Me Foundation, how do they get hooked up with you right. and, and make sure that we can get them enrolled?
8: Well, we if you go to our website, www.beabetterme.org, um, what happens is you can go in there, and right now we, our registration is closed for our girls and mentoring, but you can go on there and leave a message and say, hey, I want to get my child in the next one. This is not a mentoring class just for bad kids. Right. This is a ki- This is a program to help life kids, skills, life skills, get to move further in life and and get put positive energy and maybe fine tune some things you may be already good at.
2: I um I love this and I think it's massively important. Actually, there's a TV commercial I saw during an NFL game the other night where I think it's um these two brothers are now in the NFL and it kind of shows them they're shaving in the bathroom with their oh, dad yeah, yeah. Yep. and they, you know what the whole thing and yeah. I realized. Yeah, dude, if nobody shows you, you just don't know. Right. I always talk about my like financial insecurity. Like My dad did a great job parenting me, but he didn't teach me anything about money. Right. And I always say it's because you can't show anybody what you don't know. Right. You can't learn what you don't right. know. Somebody's got to give it to you. And so like, th- this is very, very important for young people who might not have those role models because I always say it all the time. If I had a privilege in this country... Uh, one of them, multiple, I'm sure, but one of them for sure was that I was, I was raised in a two-parent household by two people who loved me and showed me every single right. day. Right. And I think that that is such a huge leg up that a lot of people aren't getting. Mm-hmm. And so through programs like this, they can, we can do that, is right. essentially what I'm trying exactly. to say. We can end up doing that. Now, right. your documentary, When the Community Comes Together, yes. is premiering tomorrow night, Saturday, and September it, the 22nd. And it's but, only one time. Oh, it's only one time.
8: One time, because right now, until so it finds home, so it's, it's not home. so good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
3: Wait. So, so you wait. Wait. That, wait. Right. So, it's only one time. This is my one and only opportunity. This is one
8: time for now until okay. it finds a place. Because what happens if you make copies of it? You start selling it. and yeah. You start getting it out there. You know and. Somebody made. Oh, I'm somebody, Facebook somebody, live and I'm bootlegging it. Yeah, some people. <laughs> I'm bootlegging it. I'm bootlegging it. I, uh, he, you, you're going to see Dan Dan Stansberry get a, uh, get tased I, right there in the <laughs> house theater. I was going to say, <laughs> put that phone down. I was going to say the girl already hit me up. She's like, you're in that
2: movie. Get a DVD version. I can't go tomorrow night. And I want to see it. I was like, I'll, I, I'll ask. I don't yeah. know. I'll ask. I want to thank uh, you and your guests that you brought yeah. with you for coming in this morning. Dude, if you. everybody yes. wants to give out their social media handles one more time before we let, let yeah. you guys go? Uh, Go
9: ahead Basketball Cop Man Yeah Basketball Cop Foundation On Facebook uh, Appreciate it Come by You'll see a lot of Lamar stuff And Darren's stuff on there right. So we're always sharing Each other's stuff So yeah Please come Give a like And watch what we're doing Absolutely Happy to do it Darren go ahead Give people a, Where right, they can just, find
10: you uh, Very simple Officer Darren Derby uh, see, Facebook Instagram Twitter Easy
2: Just buttoned up The adult in the easy. room chat. We should have <laughs> led With you Should have led With you <laughs> well,
8: but Lamar, re- Lamar Remind everybody Where it's they can find you here. buddy Yep. Uh, Facebook, Officer Lamar Sharp, and uh Instagram, Officer Lamar Sharp one six five. Um I have Twitter. I'm never really on screen. What's 165?
2: Media. Is that like your favorite? That's my badge number. Oh, okay. I, wasn't, I wasn't sure what the police code was there. I know what 420 means. <laughs> because I sometimes, you know, plus I know what 187 two. means. You know, I
8: like BGs too. So 165, stand alive. Once
2: the rappers start calling out the digits, I know what <laughs> yeah. they mean. Outside of that, I have no idea what they mean. We do have a couple of pairs of tickets <laughs> yes, for sir. this movie tomorrow night. Yeah. Let's do this. Well, let's pass out two pairs right now. Callers 10 and 11 1 243 7625. The rest of you just come on out tomorrow night, Camp Palace Theater. Showtime at 5. Doors open at 4. And I myself will be in attendance. Can't wait to see you, Lamar and company. Thank you so much. We'll close out the show for the week on a Browns victory week. Next on the Stansberry Show.
4: The Stansberry Show. Kenton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9.
6: Hello, everybody. You're looking live at Fansville, a college football utopia. Fansville. Where the rivers flow with ice-cold Dr. Pepper. Delicious. Where the yards are lined with chalk and the homes are filled with framed photos of your head coach. Above the mantle. A place where you can wear a jersey to a job interview. Bold move. And you get that job because the boss was wearing the same jersey. Touchdown. Where the coolers are filled with Dr. Pepper. And so are the fridges, glove compartments, and pretty much any place you can think of. So much Dr. Pepper. Get a taste of Fansville this fall during a college football game near you. Dr. Pepper, the official drink of Fansville. Grab some today.
4: Some game day cravings can't be denied. Stock up on your favorite Dr. Pepper products today at your neighborhood Giant Eagle. Hashtag official drink of fans. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. 106.9. And
1: We are about to see the uh, pro debut at least in the regular season of Baker Mayfield yeah and I'm interested to see how they're going to play it now they should get great field position and you know let Baker I'm sure they're not going to have him handcuffed let him do his thing there's plenty of time But this should be fun. The crowd reacts to the emergence of Baker Mayfield off the bench. They knew they had their man, the Browns, when they saw the ball come out of his hand, throwing it, and the way his teammates and the staff reacted to him on his pro day at OU. Heisman Trophy winner, former walk-on finds Landry. Fourteen yards and a first down with a minute and a half to go and one timeout. Here he goes. He's great at the line of scrimmage. He knows this offense. Mayfield fires. Pass is caught at the 35 by Najoku.
0: Well, it is Baker Mayfield the rest of the way. After talking to Hugh Jackson at the half, but when I asked him about performance of his rookie quarterback on that drive he went three for four for 47 yards he stopped me and said did you feel the energy he said balls completed balls thrown into windows he said we have to see that in the second half he said he never doubted the composure of mayfield taking the field joe
1: a little different field to this game what a catch by rashard higgins and a gain of nine and a spark when number six came in there's one it is the throw is the only place it can be that's a great job those are the balls that Jarvis Landry you almost expect him to make them every time because it does it so frequently here's one to Callaway out of bounds near the marker for the first down good throw good catch Browns in business inside the 16 Darnold airs it out downfield pass is picked by Mitchell Browns
2: are going to win. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. When you're wrong, you're wrong, man. I uh, I didn't think Baker Mayfield was going to be this good. I thought he was going to be good. Now, it should be important to, that's pointed out. I never said bust. I felt like a little bit of an overreach at number one, but the kid's got swag. I hate that term because it gets thrown around too much right now, but he for real has it. And I mean, he's filled to the lid with it. And you can just feel it. And I kind of had it read wrong. I did. I kind of had it read wrong. And I'm excited to be wrong. I, people thought, oh, you're going to hate going in there tomorrow. No, dude. I'm not one of those guys. I'll always give you strong predictions. I'll always give you strong opinions. But it doesn't always mean they're going to be factual or right. Um, and then, and but, I, but I'm okay doing that because I'm willing to come in here and be like, yeah, kind of bone that one. And I, what, how exciting could that be? Now, it's a half. And it's, you know, it's the Jets, so we let, let's temper a little. But he looked good, man, and his arm looked stronger than what I had thought it was. He was making tough throws, tight windows, and getting them in there.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's really worth noting here that the dude came in cold. It's not like he even knew at the half, like, okay, now you're going in. It's like, dude, you guy got hurt, and you got to go in there, and you got to go throw some darts, and he did exactly that. Um, Just perfect throws at times, and you know, Scott brought it up. Um, the throws that Baker would make versus the throws that Tyrod wouldn't make or couldn't make or whatever the case is there, especially in the middle of the field. That's where I really saw a big difference. And I think why – Baker was able to do things that, that Terod wasn't just because he had The defense had to stay true to the middle Of the field where with Taylor you
2: didn't have To you, you knew you could blitz right,
3: You knew you could blitz because it wasn't happening um, So dude there was definitely Things to be celebrated last night undeniable
2: I saw this a lot once Baker went in And started having a little success people said "Oh, Let's keep blaming the offensive line I think this should be pointed out too where Baker, I believe, separated himself, and I'll have to go back and watch a little bit more of the game and, and really double check it to see how right this is. But my guess is, is that at least it looked this way quickly last night, that when the play broke down or when the offensive line broke down, that Baker was able to make things happen in that moment where Tyrod Taylor was not. So I still think the offensive line's a little bit of an issue, but Baker Mayfield is looking like he's going to be able to handle it. And th- the one thing that was obvious is I had this read all the way wrong that I felt like the team was like, oh my God, we picked the wrong guy, we picked the wrong guy, we picked the wrong guy. Look, he's not even going to play. We picked the wrong guy. But the moment he went in, that team completely changed. So I think for the few weeks now, Browns players have been like, Yeah, we got to say the right thing in the media. Tyrod Taylor's the guy, but do Baker Mayfield's our guy, right?
3: Well, and you don't necessarily know he's your guy until he proves it, and you don't necessarily have the ability to prove it until you get the opportunity, and you got that chance last night. The dude stepped up and delivered, and so much of what he did last night really did... Reinforce why I was excited for Mayfield when he first got announced as the pick. I didn't think it was the right call. I really didn't. But after a little bit of like time and listening to people and kind of getting other perspectives on it, it one of the, one of the things that really sold me on it was Tim Couch's reaction. I'm wearing my Tim Couch number two jersey right now. You probably. love Couch, uh, dude. I love Tim Couch. I'm all in. That's my guy right there. But I, dude, I have all three jerseys. I got the orange one, the brown one, and the white one from 1999. The boys, Sad. the boys are all perfect. Sad, but but one of the things that. Tim Couch said about Baker Mayfield is like people get worried about his height. It's not the height anymore that matters. It's your ability to see passing lanes and when the offensive linemen are all 6'5", 6'6", 6'7", nobody's taller than those dudes anymore. Like yeah. you, just, you just can't do yeah. that. You have to see the window and I think so many times yesterday what we were seeing was his field vision. Was that point guard esque like you see things well, as they're happening and for a rookie to do that that, that really is special. His
2: decision making was so crisp. Like, it's like, you can see it. There's no second. You know you know what you remind me of last night a little bit? Maverick from Top Gun. You don't have time to think when you're up there. All, you just got to act. You just got to react. And, dude, Baker Mayfield is a little bit like that, where it's like, yeah, there he is. Window. Bam. And there goes the ball. Like, dude, he was accurate in college, and he looks like he's going to be super accurate right now. Now, I know. One game, half of, actually, half of a game versus a not a very good opponent. Let's temper a little bit. Let's all breathe. But now, again, they're going on the road next week. Now, not Sunday, because we're off, obviously, but then the following week, you go on the road at Oakland to a not very good opponent, and you might end up back-to-back victors. It's going to
3: be weird on Sunday, no Browns game.
2: You know what I mean? Like well, I'll tell you what it's going to be on Sunday. It's 73. Gonna and Sunday, your boy's going to be on the oh, golf okay. course. <laughs> okay. What else you got planned for the weekend?
3: Uh, OCW tomorrow night. Ohio Championship Wrestling going down at the arena right there. Tonight, me and the girlfriend were actually going out on a date, like nice. a fancy schmancy date. Oh. I got to credit Keith Kennedy, our boss, who gave me a gift card to a very fancy restaurant. and was like, hey, man, congratulations on the new house. Take your girl out for something special there. So hats off to you, Keith oh, Kennedy. Well, that was very nice. What's of uh, it. what's the stories of Stansberry what you guys got going on this
2: weekend? Well, first, I'm going to go down to Keith Kennedy's office. Because that's where the hell my gift card is. Like that's the first thing I'm doing is like, yo, bro, where the hell's my gift card? Um, we had a we had the opposite night planned. We were gonna do Chinese food and like movies on the couch and just kind of hang out. But honestly, dude, I'm thinking about maybe going to the McKinley game.
3: Oh, okay, um, I uh, I I went to. A you game. know,
2: she was a bulldog cheerleader. She tells me every day. You know, she's a bulldog cheerleader. Yeah, thirty years ago. I went to the game two I weeks ago. Slow it down. Bulldogs
3: really good. Uh, Officer Lamar Sharp, a coach on the squad right now. So no, you, that's totally a good night for yeah, you. Yeah, I'm
2: gonna try to talk her maybe into the bulldog game. If not, then it will be Chinese food on the couch. And then tomorrow night, I'm gonna go check out that uh, the Lamar Sharp movie at the Camp Palace Theater. And then Sunday, golf pretty much uh, you know all day because there's no Browns. No Browns loss on Sunday. No Browns loss. I'll tell you the best thing that happened with Baker Mayfield winning last night. It's not the first. First game in 635 days. It's not the free. It's it's not none of those. It's not the, you know, the, the rally possum. It's none of those things. It's the fact that people this morning are photoshopping the Steelers logo on the Browns Bud Light victory fridges asking when it will be opened. Guys, if that doesn't get you excited about Baker Mayfield, nothing will. When you can look in your rearview mirror and be like, ah, eh, the Steelers, and you at least for a day, it's pretty good.
3: Browns are second in division right now. As we speak, Browns are second in the division. Yikes.
2: Yikes. Yikes. No better way to end than right there, right? That's the perfect bow to put on this week. If you missed anything, podcast it at WRQK.com. Aside from that, you guys have a great weekend. See